Why are you screaming? Oh, sorry. Genta Casa? Genta Casa? Buena Vito Ike Avatari. <laughs> That's right. Say it again. Ah. Genta Casa? Genta Casa? Buena Vito Ike Avatari. How's my how's my Italian? Uh, folks at home, folks at home, welcome to Ike Live. Uh, that was an attempt for me to say the intro in Italian. I don't think it was very good. It was probably pretty bad. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, welcome to the show, man. This is a uh, this is a dynamite show we've got scheduled. Uh, just to let you know, uh, I know a lot of you are excited about tonight's show. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to recap. My trip to Italy, and and there goes the intro in Italian. We're going to re- recap it. A lot of really cool stuff. I want to talk to you about that. But the thrust of the show tonight mm-hmm. is talking about college fishing, and we happen to have a real life college graduate sitting to my right, <laughs> co-host of the show, Rutgers University alma mater. That's right. Pete Glusick in the house tonight. Thank you, man. Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Now, I know you elected not to wear it, but do you want to hold it up tonight for yeah. everybody to see? This is wanna, very important to you. I want to hold it up. Rutgers University, class of 1990. Class of Co- 90? College of Engineering. Wow, class of 90. You just dated it yourself. <laughs> That's all right. People see the gray on my face. <laughs> they know. Now, now Rutgers, uh, let's make a distinction here because I know there's always internal fights between this. Rutgers Camden? I know the answer to this, but I'm going to just pose it. Rutgers Camden? Or Rutgers, New Brunswick. Well, the main campus. The main campus. The main right. campus up in New Brunswick. Right. New, well, <laughs> New you Brunswick. You went limp on us. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, 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 happens when you get older, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Might need that When you graduate pill. in 1990, that's what happens. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> it continues. It persists. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, not, yeah, it was. it's cool. And, I, and I've been back. And, and it was really cool at the Bash University in the last couple of years. Because you know what we had? The Rutgers bass fishing team coming helping out the bass university program i can't imagine what it would have been like to have a fishing team when i was in school it's hard to imagine right oh. it's hard to imagine I, I i went to rowan and uh i i i couldn't imagine like i had at the time i used our old fishing club top rod bass masters was kind of like the college experience for me at the time when All i right. was going to rowan uh but to have it included right there, man, that would have been the deal. 
Oh, I, my my uh, my college team consisted of a Minn Kota trolling motor, seventeen pound thrust, with a uh, with a with a battery and yeah. a charger that I kept in my dorm room. Wow! And I'd go to Lake Nekong, right next to I Lake, yeah. Lake Opaco, and they yeah. rented John boats. So whenever I could, you scrambled right up there and yeah. Went. Whenever I could put together twenty bucks to rent that boat, wow, <laughs> which wasn't that often <laughs> when I was in college, wow, that's what I did. It's that amazing. Was my program. Well, we're going to be talking about this a little later, and just to give you a heads up, we've got three groups of these aspiring college anglers on live with us tonight. This is exciting. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we, we've got we've got guys from Oklahoma University, University of North Alabama. And uh, how, how do you say that last thing? How do you say that? Is it Val? I, I don't want to say it wrong, and then Vol, everybody will Val make. Valdosta. Valdosta. What? Valdosta. You said it. Tw- you said it different all three times. <laughs> Beck, how do you say that? Show it to me. How do Whoa. you say that? It's Valdosta. 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 Valdosta State. I didn't want to assu- say it wrong. And you're assuming it's, it's spelled correctly. All right. Well, whatever. That might be assuming uh, a lot. Okay. So, very excited. Very excited. And so, uh, Rutgers, Rowan, and then uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, on the casting couch tonight, <laughs> Dave Brodzik, who actually went to... <laughs> what the fuck the opposite? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. No, no, no. I want to... I want to... I'm going <laughs> to... Brian back. Brian, everybody wants to see your face right now. I, show it to everybody. Not yet? No, I didn't it like that. I didn't mean it on the opposite end of the spectrum. Did I mean it like that? But I mean, is there any other way than the opposite way? (laughs) (laughs) But wait a minute. You did, in fact, at some point, Go to the College of Martial Arts in Blackwood, New Jersey. No. <laughs> you did. I, I actually went to Thomas Edison in Trenton and got nine credits. There you have yeah. it. I was, I, was out, I was out before Nine December. credits from <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> what year was this, Dave? I don't remember uh, this. 92? Early 90s. I don't know, dude. What year? Specific? Like 90, I, yeah, like 92. What were, the, what were the credits in? Uh, a journalism class. Oh, boy. Um, a, like a pre-criminal justice class. And I don't remember what the other one was, dude. It was they were they were both they were all th- there were three classes, three credits. I got like nine. And nine more credits than I got, dude. Yeah. What's your GPA? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> My poor mom, I uh, bled her for money to go there and uh, whatever. <laughs> well, Dave, we're glad. But thank you, got- you for that introduction. You're welcome. That's, that's we awesome. we're we, we're glad you got those nine credits. Yeah. And we're glad you're on the cast couch tonight. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. I'm gonna pay you back for that. <laughs> I'm sure you're I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> uh, let me continue with announcing the room tonight. Uh, in the back, the the crust, crux, cracks, cracks of the show. I say it different every time. Uh, uh, the producer, the man who makes all this happen. I I show up. What was it? How many minutes tonight, Bry? Between four and seven minutes before we go. Live. I showed up tonight between four and seven minutes for the start of the show. And look at this. Everything's working. We're all in the right spots. We've got we've got scripts in front of us. This is amazing. Uh, We're getting good at this. We're getting good at this. Brian the Carpenter. Uh, and by the way, Brian, I like your hat tonight. Thank you. Rocking a BU hat, uh, Bash University hat tonight. It's a very sharp hat. Looking nice. And then finally, um, back on IMs tonight after many disgruntled 
people in the last show. <laughs> Many disgruntled people in the last show about I am. We're going to talk about that a little in a second. Here. Uh, Rebecca, my beautiful wife, Rebecca. Hi, Beck. How you doing tonight? Hi. I'm representing James Madison. James Madison uh, is the college you went to. Now, did James Madison have a bass fishing team when you went? Because you just graduated like a couple years ago, right? Right. Uh, there was no fishing when I went. Oh, were you were you off the oh, whole time? Oh, he's had me off. Yeah. You Let, let's go back. So you said <laughs> it was subliminal. It was subliminal. But you mentioned the college you went to. What was it? James Madison. James Madison. Much. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you graduated like a year ago, was there a bass fishing team at James Madison? There was not. There was not. Nothing. Fifteen, sixteen. 15, 16. 16. Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago. Okay. Ooh. By the way, before we get on to it, who are you wearing tonight? ASOS. ASOS. I'm sorry. It's not Italian. I feel really bad. I should have thought about that. ASOS is not Italian? Sounds Italian. No. Add an Aren't I they British? Uh. Uh, stand up so we can see what you're wearing tonight. Real quick. It's fringy. Well, let me look at it. Wow. You look like Bon Jovi. That looks Indian. Okay. And it's sequined. Okay. Real quick. Let's jump back to this. Dave. And some Italian I, I, wine. We, constructively, we, we didn't like Yon I Am, the, the Brian and I, because... <laughs> We need you involved in the show. You, you were like, I know how I am takes you away. So that's why we're being selfish. We don't want you on I am. But I did have a lot of messages. It's funny on social media. <laughs> He's too uptight. He's what? What were some of the other ones that came in? Uh, I don't know. I saw. I heard he let too much through, so he can't I, please everybody. Yeah, yeah. Any, any? You want to? You want to say anything to the Scruttle fans watching tonight? No, I'm just glad you didn't like rethink and and, and you know replace me with Bob and Anna again because two married couples on a podcast that would just be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's way worse than me on I am. <laughs> Fucking call it a podcast, uh, Fifth Wheel or something. <laughs> six toe. Oh my God. Yeah, six toe. Wow. Six. Toe. Oh. six. <laughs> wow. All right, there you have yeah. it. Uh, there you have it. Uh, let, let before we get into the show, let us start as we always do, uh, and and send a huge, tremendous thank you to all the military, uh, active and veterans, uh, guys and ladies. Thank you for what you do. It's it's immensely crazy crazy world um and and we appreciate what you do to protect our freedoms it's amazing uh special shout out to the firemen uh police emt thank you very much and this is a great transition point i want to talk about this um and i want dave to talk about it too uh the beer tonight you know everybody that watches like live knows that we have signature drinks usually it's a beer uh each night and tonight Compliments of Dave. Uh, great call, Dave. We've got this Dog Tag Brewing Company, and it's an IPA. It's an Indian Pale Ale. Dave, tell, tell us a little bit about this, because this, this is a great concept. Wait, do we have a crotch cam of that, Bryce? Is that as close as we can get in yeah, on that? Yeah, we're in on it. Yep. Okay. Dave, Dave yeah, tell no, us so a little bit about it. It's pretty cool. My wife, my wife found this on Facebook. She likes drinking crafts, you know, as, as, as we all do. Yeah. And uh, went on their site and did a little research about these guys, and they're all veterans, and they, um, they, they're out of Montana. And they only make a couple beers. They make an IPA and a lager. And on the back of each can, it, they honor a soldier who who get who, you know who was killed in while serving. And underneath of, of you know their name, their rank, and their their you know when they lived and died is how they died. You know, and the guy the guy I got the guy they honored on the can I have is his name was Eric Hertzberg. Guy was from uh, Severna Park, Maryland. And uh, you know, every time you read these, you get a lump in your throat. 
This guy wasn't very old, just like all of him. He was, uh, looks like he was 20, 21 wow. years old. He was just a kid. And yeah. He, uh, he got killed by a sniper wow. in Iraq. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading. The one I've got on my can is uh, Jeremy McQuarrie. Uh, same thing, young guy. Um, he was killed on February 18, 2010. Um, it's, cra- it's crazy. This, this is amazing. Um, but the proceeds now go to the actual family listed yeah, on each can. they donate some of the proceeds to the families. Yep. It says it right on the can that you know, they do it. And There's like a list. There's like a, a way to contact them to submit your, your, your deceased loved one's uh, name and to get them on a can. Mm. Wow. Cool concept. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Really cool concept. Well, big shout out to Dog Tag Brewery. Man, uh, appreciate this. This is amazing. Uh, cheers, everybody. It's a good cheers. beer too, man. Uh, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Let's start the show. We've got the big college topic coming up, uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk a little Italia. I want to talk a little <laughs> Italia. Have you ever been overseas, Pete? Have you ever I, been in that area? No, I've never been across the pond. Uh, to Europe or any of those places, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. You 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 spent what a week over there? We spent uh, how many days, Rebecca? We spent eight days there, seven days. Uh, she's she's freaked out over there with with IMs. We spent seven days, seven full days over there. Um, a lot of travel to get there. You know, pretty relatively long flight. Uh, we took a flight from Philadelphia to Madrid. A little layover in Madrid, and then uh, Madrid to Florence uh, was our was our flight there. So a little long. I, I want to say probably probably about 10 or 12 hours of travel with the layover. So mm-hmm. not, not terrible, but decent. Uh, but not too bad. Not too bad, but it, amazing. I mean, I got to tell you, for me, for sure, it's, it was a dream trip. You know, it was it was somewhere I always wanted to go. Uh, sure. You know, a little bit of my heritage you know is from there i'm 50 percent italian i'm not all italian but it's nice to go back to a place where you have some connection you know did, did were you aware of any of your family connection no now now we did we did a very basic research going over there um but i can tell you this next time we're already planning trip two it was so successful and i'll, I'll tell you more about it but uh the the second trip we're going to make over there we're actually going to track them down a little bit we're going to we're going to find some of my relatives and wind up with some concrete loafers you better watch out well here's what we're going to do so right now we've got it down to 59 people with the same name that live in the middle of italy in the area of rome so we've got a pretty good idea of where my relatives are from but we don't know which one of the 59 so we had this idea where we're just going to go start knocking on doors but we're going to tape the whole thing so we're just going to go up to a random door. And we're going to knock on the door. <laughs> hey! Hi! We're home! And just by process elimination, see what happens. What do you think? What, I mean, you, you, I'm thinking some might ex, you know, be welcoming and some might cold yeah, cock. Or, what do you think? Yeah, probably yeah. not. And that's a bad idea? Maybe peek in the mailbox first. <laughs> Maybe you'll see some, like, I don't know. Some real Italian breakdancing you might see the lineage. I don't know, man. See something. Wow. Something that might make you All think. All right, let's discuss, though, that Italians over there are not angry people. They're not. They are the calmest, most laid-back, completely different culture. It's amazing. And yeah. you, you wouldn't think of that, right? Because, like, Italians get, get that hot-blooded 
you know, passionate uh, analogy all the time here in the States. You know, somebody's all pissed off and angry, cursing and talking with his, you know, he must be Italian, right? Well, over there, we land at the airport and we've got, you know, a 30 or 40 minute drive up to our first place where we're staying. Dude, the traffic's terrible. There's people cutting each other off and it's just normal. Nobody's, I, I didn't hear a horn the entire trip. Yeah. Nobody's beeping at you. Nobody's giving the finger. Nobody's got road rage. I'm like, I'm looking at Beck. I'm like, this is weird. Like, everybody is calm and happy, and there's just a genuinely friendlier vibe uh-huh. over there. I mean, what, were Cubans in town when they cut Mussolini open? I mean, somebody <laughs> did that. He didn't just open up upside down in town square. I, I, I do believe they're very, I do right. believe they're very passionate That's people, <laughs> but their their general everyday vibe is a much, like, happier, hmm. like... Hmm. You know how we spend our day like, F this, F that, I got screwed, I'm mad at the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, their their general everyday vibe is so chill. Like, it's just, yeah. it's a much more joyful place. Like, it just, there isn't, like, anger like over stupid stuff. It seemed how about like that? It. it seemed like it. It seemed like it. And that, that, was, that was amazing. That was the first thing that instantly we saw. Second thing was the history. The history, and I, I got to talk about this a little bit. I don't want to turn this into a, a, a History Channel show, but you know, you get over there, and like you're, you're looking at these buildings that are old, old, right? So yeah. I'm, you know, like uh, Palo, our one of our main contacts there with Mullocks, you know, we're driving through, and I'm like, I'm looking at this place, I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, how old is this place? He's like, ah, that's from the 12th century. It's amazing. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, like, cause old here yeah. is like. 1700s, right? Yep. Centerton Inn down the road. That's old. 1700s. That's old for the states. But over there, 1700s is like a new building. Yeah. It's a totally, totally different world from, from the from the standpoint of history. It's crazy. It's very amazing. Well, all that beautiful architecture you see in New York City, Philadelphia, the old cities, That's all, that was all done by Italians at the turn of the century. All yeah. that beautiful stonework. Yeah. Did you get a chance to to see a lot of the history? We, we did. We did. It, it was a lot of uh, – we did a lot of business over there, and it was a lot of work. But we also had – we had some days off, and we did get to see uh, – we saw Venice, uh, which was amazing. Uh, we saw Florence, which was amazing, which was beautiful. A um, little bit of Milan on the last day. Uh, but what you said is, is, right, is right on. The stonework. Everything is stone, Pete. There's no wood – there's no siding on on houses. Everything is stonework, and the really old stuff is marble. It's it's unfreaking believable, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's and it's um. Well, it holds true today. Every Italian over here thinks they're they're a bricklayer and tile layer. It's true. Go in any pizza place, it's the worst tile work you'll ever see. <laughs> the worst. Dude. And they all did it themselves. They did it themselves, man. Wow. Well, they did. It's not actually marble though. It's the old mozzarella yeah. that they couldn't get rid of. <laughs> they just laid it down on the floor. Uh, but but the marble's incredible. Like uh, when we were in uh, Venice. Um, these churches, you know, old, old, you know, 12th, 13th century, and they're using different kinds of marble, green and pink and Carrera marble, all in unison to make these beautiful uh, images, uh, be- you know, stonework. And then the carvings, it, it, it's, um, it's, it's hard to imagine, you know, that that shit was done that long ago and they could do that. Hand tools. Hand tools. It. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it was an amazing trip. In fact, Brian, we got a clip here. Do you want to roll to this clip? This yeah, is yeah, a yeah. 
let me let me preface this. And this is a clip from uh, we did a <coughs> seminar in uh, Rebecca. Describe this for me. Uh, I want to say castle, but it was actually a it s- was it was a 1400s 1400s me- Medici. If you know your history. Medici. The Medici family was a very wealthy Florentine family. Yep. Um, and this was their summer home up in the Tuscan Hills. It now is like an entertainment. Like you can, I guess, rent it out for. Yeah. Events, th- this is this was their space. summer home. And keep in mind, dude, this building is like twenty thirty thousand square foot. Ooh, it's, wow. It was a castle. It was essentially a castle. It was amazing. And and the hotel was the old stable. So we stayed in the stable. We stayed in the stable. <laughs> they put us with the horses. Uh, but this was this was where we gave a seminar the first day we were down there. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But run this clip, Bry, and this is how you get down in a 15th century castle. Play it, Bry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. 43. Stop the moves. Thank you very much. That was awesome, dude. I was so proud of you for How doing about that. about it? I had to. I, I, you know, what I thought, I just, before, it was right before I went to the seminar, and I looked at this beautiful tile and this building, and there's paintings on the ceiling where they've had artists come in and paint. It's amazing. And I look around, and I, and I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody's ever breakdanced in, in the 5,000 years this thing's been around. Has anyone ever... Has anyone tried to break dance on this floor, this beautiful marble floor? So I just let it rip. Let it rip. I just let it rip. It felt good. Christopher Columbus is turning in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was a prick. Anyway. He was a prick anyway. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. But, uh, you, you know, so so the history was amazing. The people were amazing. Uh, and then the the one of the last things I want to talk about is I want to talk about the anglers and the fishing. But the anglers, I want to talk about that too. Dave just did, did the spoon thing with the food. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that. But the anglers, amazing. I got there and did the seminar and had to limit it to the number of people. This, this place only fits so many people. Packed. 150 people. All uh, some of the most hardcore fish heads I've ever seen. Very similar to what we see at Bass University. Mm-hmm. In in the seminar with tape recorders and notepads, and you could just feel the energy and see their eyes. They wanted to soak up the, the information. It was amazing, and and I think a lot of people don't realize how worldwide this this thing's get actually getting. How worldwide bass fishing, competitive bass fishing, is actually getting. It was amazing to see it. Amazing to see it. And throughout the week, we saw it. We saw that we made appearances at some some tackle stores. Um, we had people show up at one of the hotels I was at. They somehow found out, and they were just genuinely excited about the sport, about bass fishing. It was it was crazy. I mean, it's it's breaking borders to, to how, see. How, it's amazing. How prolific is bass fishing in Italy? Is what, there, are they all over the it, country? Or? Yeah, it's it's big. It's uh, bass fishing in Italy, Spain, uh, very very big. Um, they're in. Almost all the lakes, all the reservoirs, they were brought in there just like they were brought here. They were transplanted in there. Uh, very similar, very similar. Okay. Um, you know, I'd say on a learning curve, they may be a, a little bit behind what's going on in the States, but not by much. I think, you know, with the web and with Internet and Bash University TV and stuff like that, the guys have, are a lot more knowledgeable uh, th- than what I thought. You gotcha. know, they really knew what was going on. And the fishing is pretty 
pretty freaking amazing. So I had a chance to fish in a uh, in kind of a stocked uh, I don't want to say stock pond in a private pond. Ooh, and perfect. Literally quarries, just like we have here. You know, like uh, you know we have a lot of sand pits. They had this series of quarries that was um, you could buy memberships in. Now here's the interesting thing. By the way, the fishing was amazing. Caught a lot of big bass. Caught I think two over four, one over five, a bunch of threes. It's a really great fishery. But this this fishery only two days a week is open to bass fishing. Yes. The other five days, carp fishing exclusively. Oh wow! Get out of here. Carp yeah. fishing exclusively. What's dude, the logic, dude? Well, let well. me. Here's the logic. As big as bass fishing is in Italy right now, Italy. carp fishing, yeah. long lining, long poling, is three times as big. It is the premier way to fish in Italy and in a lot of European states. It's unbelievable. I mean, think of the most hardcore guy here in the States, the most hardcore bass head that you know. They're all over the place over there and they're fish for carp. It's cr- it's the craziest thing. Yeah. And, dude, it's yeah. specialized. It's specialized. Like, So I had him explain it to me. I'm like, I, 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 what's going on here? I don't, I don't get it. you know. And they start explaining it to me. Well, they don't just fish for six, eight hours. Most of these hardcore, hardcore ca- uh, carp guys are fishing for two days, three days, a week. That's their normal time that they go for. When do these people work? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't. They know. don't work that's like a, we do, man. That's a great question. We're we're like the third worst country in the world for vacation time, yeah. behind India and I think China. Anyhow, get back I'm to your sorry. story. So, they got these guys. You're allowed three rods at a time, and they're super long. They're anywhere from ten to twenty foot long. These rods, ten, twelve footers, very common. Spinning reel, braided line to a short fluorocarbon leader. And they don't just make cast. They literally take the bait out by boat <laughs> out into the lake. What? They take it out by boat. It's the craziest thing. So they'll take they have these small boats like a John boat or a dinghy or whatever and they take the bait out further than they could ever possibly cast even with that long rod. Ah. So they're taking it out into the lake like Half a mile, a quarter mile out into the lake. And they're using huge spinning reels so they can accommodate it, right? They bring it out. Well, they're just fishing the boat. I don't know. I don't so know. The hell's this, the problem? Well, I don't know. This is amazing. Spooky? I don't know. And they, they drop it out there and then have these small marker buoys that they affix the line to so it kind of stays in that spot. But when they set the hook, it'll pop off of the marker buoy. It's kind of like a planer board sort of, I guess, right? They go back. They get set up a camp, they set up a little camp, and they'll attach uh, alarms to their rods. These are little electronic alarms. So, you know, they'll they'll go to sleep in the tent, they're, you know, if they're not paying attention, it starts going off. Dude, it's the craziest, I, I, and I mean, it's a million dollar industry over there. Do they get those giants over there? They get the giants. Oh, they get the giants. Yeah, Yeah, Brian, I don't know. Can you pull up a picture? Oh, yeah, I'll find some pictures of carps. Pull up a picture of a giant carp as we're talking about this. Uh, Are they eating them? I don't. Most of it's catch and release. Yeah? Most of it's catch and release. Now, we did pass a little stock pond. 
Yeah. Like what what we'd have around here for trout and catfish, they have there for carp, and I think those guys are keeping them. But in that setting, these guys are fishing for trophies, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, and they're releasing them. They're very proud that they're you know they're releasing this fish go again, and uh, they're they use chumming techniques. They're using slingshots. They're uh, it's so specialized. It's amazing. And and what's interesting is carp is a freaking junk fish here. It's a total junk fish. Yeah. How yeah. is well, that possible? I, you know, and, but it's 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 coming on. I mean, you you'll uh, see up on the Great Lakes, one of the big thousand islands thing right now. Yeah. A lot of guys are fly fishing for carp. Yeah. They're coming over from Europe to do these crazy Great Lakes trips, and um and catching you know those uh, like on the flats like you would like you would go bone fishing down in the Caribbean. You know, they're fishing the flats up on the Great Lakes and, and catching these monster carp. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a huge thing. It's a powerful, powerful fish. Yeah, and, wow, and look if you're looking right now, this is just uh, Brian the Carpenter pulled up a bunch of pictures, and, and this is what they're fishing for. And there's like three different species over there, Bry. At least. At least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's there's the one we have, you know, like the common carp. It's like yeah. a whale seal. But then there's, yeah, it does. <laughs> a whale seal? <laughs> 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 no, this sorry. Is a real, uh, sorry. Uh, but it's amazing. It, it's amazing. I, I just it, it blew me away because you know there's another there's another giant another slob. Thing. That's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. Look at that thing. How deep is the water that they're driving the boats out to? So the lake that I fished in, the maximum depth of that lake was probably about ten feet. Yeah. Uh, so I think shallower in in most situations, uh, mm-hmm. but but huge. It's, it's a huge... Yeah, I would think something like that don't get up off the bottom very much. Yeah, probably not. It's, probably, yeah. it's a bo- bottom feeder, you know? And, and it, I thought it was interesting that they use, I guess, braid because of all that stretch, trying to get rid of that stretch. Um, it, it's just amazing. The weights they're using, I, I know you've probably seen them over here and laughed at them, but a lot of those guys are using weights that are actual rocks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they want to blend in with the environment. I mean, there's all this... <laughs> It's amazing, Dave. I mean, you know, like, we thought we were, you know, into it with colors and fiddling with shit. Oh, that's cool. It's crazy. Have they it's has, has the carp fishing gone the way of the tournament, or is it... It has. They have a lot of uh, carp fishing tournaments there, okay. um, and it's, it's bigger than bass fishing. So there's more tournaments there. It's competitive. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a neat deal. It's a neat deal. Yeah. It's neat to see it, you know? Well, you know, carp are probably more worldwide than any other fish, you know, different species of them. And they are they are powerful. I mean, they yeah. are big, muscular fish, and, and, and they're hard to catch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess it's very sporting. It, it looks like something interesting. It's it's starting to come on on the States. I don't know. We still see it as, uh, you know, when we go bass fishing, I mean, we hook into them from time to time. Yeah. We're mad. Yeah. We're mad. We're like, what the hell? You yeah. come back with a big scale. Oh, fucking carp. Yeah. You know, you're all or, pissed off. Or you hang into one, and it takes you 15 minutes to catch it. Yeah. And wastes all that Waste tournament that time. time. Yeah. Probably know? is the most common fish. Through the continent, it's common. Yeah. It's common. But hey, here's the reality of it, though. As far in terms of a fight, and these guys are using spinning rods mm. and light braid. Uh, we used to do it as, as kids, Dave, all the time. Bry, uh, back me up on this. We carp fished all yeah. the time. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, what, I miss it? it, man. I want to go back yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. We just sitting out back your uncle's house on Timber Creek. <laughs> Uncle Don's house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what's the what's the place? Tara, uh, Tara McConnell got ran by the horse. Oh, the beach. Stop that. We used to fish on. <sighs> God. Bear ass beach? Not bear. Uh, the one over there near Glen Oaks. It doesn't matter. 
We used to cart fish all the time there. A little beach near. Was it Sims Ranch? You destroyed Sims Ranch. Slims. Slims. Slims Ranch. We did it. Yeah, Yeah. we did it as kids. So I get it. You know, fight's great. Light line. Tom broke off the buffalo carp. Yes. Titans drag. Where where was that? At uh. (laughs) Clementon. No. No. uh, It was Stratford. Stratford. Stratford Lake. Stratford. Yeah. Hey, Tom. If you're gonna fish a youth derby, target the carp. Target the carp. The carp You'll win every time. Carp or the catfish is going to win that youth derby every single time. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, so the fishing in Italy uh, blew me away. The bass fishing, the multi-species opportunity, the carp, the giant catfish. Do you ever see that on like uh, on that geo? Those mm-hmm. guys catching. That's there. That's in Italy. What's the name of that river, Beck? The Arno. Arno. The Arno River. Giants, dude. I mean, really cool fishery. For a lot of different species. Uh, and not to mention the saltwater opportunities, which are amazing, too. Um, and then you reminded me, and I'm glad you did. I really want to know about the food, man. The food, the drinks, unbelievable. Unbelievable to the point where, and I, I love where we live. I, I love I love it here. But unbelievable to the point where I, I, I was sad coming home and leaving yeah. all the food and the drinks. It, it was amazing. So... You know, the food... Beck, help me out on this. The food is general, gen, generally a lot fresher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like here you feel like maybe it's like, you know, you're eating like pre-cooked stuff or, you know, they fried. They use a lot of they fresh have, herbs. That's the thing. They yeah, that's do fresh. not... They don't eat processed fresh. foods. No There's, processed foods They don't anywhere. eat processed foods. And the food that they eat is just fresher. Like, your eggs are not sitting in a market for weeks on end. You're getting fresh eggs. Fresh. The meat. Like, the restaurants we went to, they were also the butcher. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of times it was the same place. The steak was probably slaughtered the day before that day. It just... Wow. It was amazing. Uh, the the fish, the food, everything was so fresh. Everything was amazing. They only cook with olive oil. Uh, they cook with olive oil. Olive oil for everything. Yeah. I mean, dude, when we were in Florence... Olive trees everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's olive trees. In people's yards, farms. Just olive trees everywhere. And no pizza. No pizza. What? We, we ate pizza. No, pizza is much more Sicilian. Good pizza. It's yeah. further south. It's we more had a traditional good pizza, further though. south. We did. We had great pizza. We had a good pizza. I thought it was interesting that the pizzas that we had, I guess traditional Italian pizza, it's not necessarily round, you know? It's kind of oval. or. It's where my just, wife and I say when our kids grow. That's where we're going. We're going to Italy. Oh, it's amazing. We're the food. The Vatican. We're gonna go. The food's amazing, and then the drinks, of course. Uh, the wine is is yeah, ridiculous. World class wine. But it's more acceptable to like just have a drink. Yeah. You know, you might be at lunch. You might have a drink. It, it's a different culture when it comes to drinking. But you don't we, drink in excess. We you were just... out to dinner a lot every night. We went out to a really nice place, and I would look around and just kind of soak it in. And multiple nights we were out. I saw families out to dinner and, you know, kids 12, 10, uh, 10 or 12 to 15 years old, glass of wine. Amazing. Different really? culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you won't get shamed for having a beer on your own web show? No. On the internet? And you, you don't won't. eat <laughs> till you don't eat till at least 8 o'clock at night. Generally, really? eat, they eat dinner a lot later in the night. Yeah, like eight eight o'clock is about when dinner starts. A lot of the bulk of a d- the dinner reservations come in at nine ten o'clock. So later dinner. In fact, uh, drinking we we I think Paolo told us that you can have an open container in Italy, right? 
Just uh, one. Or it used to be one. Yeah. You can have an open container cool. in, in your car driving around? Yes. That's one. pretty cool. I mean, they're that laid back. <laughs> but the other thing is you don't see you, – you generally don't see people, like, getting bombed. You know, no. like, we went we – went, here, here's what I thought was interesting. We went to Venice, and Venice is like Jersey Shore, right? It's a tourist trap. And didn't see anybody bombed. Didn't see any hobos. Hardly any hobos at all. Mm-mm. I mean, just totally different. Amazing. You know, it's because they grew up with it. They know how to handle it. Yeah. It's not treated like it's something, you you, you know. Right. It, it's it's culturally acceptable. Yeah. And they're drinking not to get bombed. Like, we're drinking to get bombed tonight. <laughs> as well, we they, they drink wine like you would put bread and butter on the table with your meal. Like, a glass of wine is just a part right. of your meal. Yeah. Well, is, is, is this part of Europe where, like, the lunch is the big meal and dinner is a small meal? Is that certain... Well, I've heard ha- that in some parts. Yeah, I mean, there everything's different. So at breakfast, you know, breakfast in the morning is not a big breakfast. Like, you know, I think generally Americans consume a big breakfast. Breakfast, we'd go to breakfast every morning, and it would basically be croissants, espresso, Italian coffee, um, and like if it was eggs, it was just eggs, and uh, and meats, right? What what were the different meats? Ham. The different prosciutto, pancetta, prosciutto. all that. But, but like Paolo explained to us... No pancakes, no waffles. No. But, like, the meats have the fat on them because a lot of the people originally worked in the fields. And so they needed that fat in order to... I love prosciutto. I could eat that, I could, I could eat that stuff all day. I don't care. But that's why you have a lot of the, I'd eat the fat. I'd eat it right meats. now if we had it. I'd eat it right off the table. What about, what about uh, gold chains and running suits? I <laughs> saw some gold chains. Did you? Saw some gold. In fact, I got a great gold chain story. The the uh, some of the stalkers then end up finding us at the hotel. <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't even talk. Uh, Tell the story, Michael. I've tried. Uh, please don't hold I've back. I've tried. Uh, one of the guys that was a stalker that found us at the hotel, really cool guy, and he made me this T-shirt. I mean, great, dude, I was I got gifts all week Did you? from Italian fans. It was amazing. Italian gifts? But, dude, he showed up, and he had a button-down shirt. Top two buttons were unbuttoned, yes. showing a little bit of gorilla, and he had on... A gold rope chain. A dookie chain. Dave, I swear <laughs> to you. Did he? I am not lying. That thing was an inch thick. But the coolest thing... Huge charm on it, right? Uh, no. Not an Italian horn, not a cross, not a Jesus piece. His name? A bass! What wow! The thing, was, <laughs> man, the thing was like that big! You gotta get one, man! I, I gotta get it! You gotta get one, I dude. took a picture with the guy holding my little corny-ass fish. Where is it at? Right, holding your earring. Yeah. Yeah. This little thing. Next to this charm that was like that big. Dude, you gotta get one. Man. Solid gold. Dude, He, you could tell it was real. Because when he walked away, he was actually a little hunched over as he was walking. <laughs> you know, he's like, like Flavor flame, you know, he's kind of sh- oh, shadowed no. away. Uh, but no, surprisingly, there weren't a lot of typical, what you consider Dagos here. That typical look, you didn't see that. No. At all. It was it was interesting. But I noticed that, like, the bass fishing group. Oh, here he goes, Bry! How'd you find him? <laughs> this is the guy! <laughs> oh my gosh, there he goes! <laughs> That's him! <laughs> and Mikey! 
Ah. Eh, Mike, gatta pracciutta! Gatta pracciutta! Para zuppa! Para zuppa! Para zuppa! There he is. There he goes. This is oh, there he goes! Wow! That's actually him! Yeah. Man. Yeah, we found them. Okay. We <laughs> found them. You can't hide. <laughs> we'll get you. Wait a minute! It's Jay Spiegel! <laughs> oh, no. Hey, he's got Senior's mustache. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him go. Look at that work. <laughs> you guys are terrible. I could watch uh, that all day. Oh, no. So the food, the food was amazing. The food was amazing. But listen, we've got questions, though. How, how do boats and tackle compare in Italy? A great question. Great How about question. Boats and hose. Yeah, it's a great question. So, uh, so from a tackle perspective, I can tell you this. I'd say very similar on a tackle perspective. You know, dude, with technology now, with tackle warehouse, we talk to the guys. Uh, we're like, where do you get your tackle? Mom and pops, definitely uh, some of it, but a overwhelming majority, tackle warehouse. When they place an order, four days. To get it in Italy from Tack Warehouse. That's it. Is that that's freaking a, amazing? That's absolutely Dude! Four days, you know, Dave! I was concerned because I was going to order David a pair of Rus- Russian wrestling shoes. Yeah. And I was I was concerned with how long it would take to get it. Like I figured it would take like a month to get it. Four right. days? Four days of Tackle Warehouse. Though, right? Now, wrestling shoes might be different, but Tackle Warehouse. Russia. Yeah, Tackle Warehouse, four days. Uh, so Tackle was pretty similar. I'd say... A majority of the anglers, for sure, prefer spinning and finesse fishing. Um, yeah, a majority of the anglers prefer spinning and finesse fishing. In fact, they uh, a subname for bass fishing there is spin fishing. Spinning. They call spin fishing or spinning generally refers to when you're bass fishing or you're fishing artificials. So, for sure, overwhelmingly. Spinning, but it's because of the kind of water they're fishing, like a lot Arizona of, type lakes. A lot of clear stuff. Now the lake yeah. that I fished in was stained, but a lot of clear stuff for yeah. sure, uh, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of multi-species. So it's not all bass, right? So spinning, um, left-handed baitcast reels only. Everyone looked at me like I was an alien. Wow. With a right-handed baitcast reel. There's nobody right-handed in that country. I, you, you know, I, I think, I think that they. They learned a lot of those guys learned on spinning. It's practical, which, actually. It's yeah, actually no, it makes practical. more sense. Yeah, it's yeah. It makes totally a lot practical. more sense. We're the ones doing it wrong. Yeah. We're doing it wrong. Like <laughs> yeah. Dave, uh, I think I mentioned this before. Out of our group, Dave was the first one to fish a baitcaster. Seriously, yes. he yes, was. I was. Okay. Like we were probably eight, ten, I don't know, ten years old, and he was fishing a baitcaster. It's a pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't very good with it, but he was fishing <laughs> a baitcaster. And he was using the Rebel Buzzing Frog, which is true. <laughs> true story. It's true. I was ahead uh, of my time with that. Give me credit. Yeah, but we all learned right-handed, right? Oh, yeah. We all learned on a right yeah. hand. That's kind of why we got pigeonholed in that. But but left-handed yeah. retrieve. So, so tackle's the same, but boats... Now, this is amazing. Here goes the exact number. You ready for this? In the entire country of Italy. You ready for this? There are 100... Full-size bass boats. And when I say full-size, I'm talking about 18 feet or bigger with 150 or bigger. And most of them are 18, 19-footers with 150s to 200s. There's only 100 full-size bass boats in the entire country. Wow. Now, that's amazing, right? That's not a lot. It's not a lot. The majority of what these guys fish, fish in are belly boats, bank fishing, and small boats. And that's what impressed me because you know what it reminded me of? The old days for us, our club days, right? Yep. You're, when you fish for a club, 
Top Rod. Remember we would deck out the Coleman Crawl Dads? Yeah, man. Dude, they're the boats that rule Italy. And it's so cool. They're the boats that I fished out of when we went. And they've got, dude, they've got them decked out. So, you know, 14, 15 footers decked out, compartments. Crazy, dude. Like, you know. Rims. Rims. I mean, as, as souped up as you can get it, they've got it. It was amazing. Different culture, you know? But a hundred full-size bass boats in the entire, the entire Did country. Did you ask wow. how, like, how big are some of their lakes comparable to ours? Well, they've, like, got, they big, they've got some big lakes. I'd say um, they have less water than we have here, but they've got twenty and 30,000-acre reservoirs for sure. Um, they've got the fisheries to hold the big boats. The problem is the money, the accessibility to buy them and get them, and then the gas prices, right? So the first one is um, the roads. <laughs> the road system, once you're off off the highways in Italy, they're all like one-lane roads, dude. So towing a boat Towing is a boat impossible. is impossible. 99% uh, of the vehicles I saw in Italy were uh, like... Uh, rickshaws? Uh, Fiat-sized <laughs> cars. I thought I saw Jennifer Lopez like a thousand times. They're all little tiny Fiats and stuff. You know? <laughs> So so that's an issue. Getting the boats is an issue. The one guy I talked to that had, he has a Stratus. Uh, met him at one of the, the cl- uh, functions that we had. Dude, the process of him getting that boat yeah. used into the country, it cost him like $15,000 to get it. Yep. Just to get it shipped there. $15,000! Freaking unbelievable! Yeah, and my buddy, my Schneiderite, would do some of that shipping for the guys over in Spain and stuff. Yeah. Take them to a port in Newark, and you take a they they purchase a used boat, make an agreement, go through all this paperwork. Customs, big and, big issues. And he would he would meet with the seller, hitch up to the boat, take it up to Newark, and they'd put it in one of those shipping containers. Containers. Yeah. And he and he and then they'd ship it over there, and they got to go through the same process, I guess, when it yep. when it docks. Crazy. Yeah. But what Crazy are they what do they do when that outboard blows up inevitably in yeah. the first three years? That there's another big question, and here's the bigger one. <laughs> if, it, if it's an Evan Rude, for sure. <laughs> if it's a Mercury, probably Yamaha, probably not. Yeah. Uh, Fair but enough. here's the biggest issue: is gas. And and I want to get back in on this and make sure we I get the numbers right. Listen to the gas prices. Oh, no. Here's, and here's the biggest issue why these guys don't run big boats. Let it rip, Beck. Let it rip, Beck. Six, over $6 a gallon. Wow. $6 a gallon. A gallon. We're paying under $2 a gallon right now. Imagine $6. Dude, can you imagine? No. Can you imagine your run at Lake Erie at $6 a gallon? I mean, it, I remember when it was in the fours here, and it changed the way that I fished. did. You know, I, yeah. I, I'd have to strategize where I was going to practice, and I'd drive a lot more in the truck, and you, you, you just have to limit yourself because of budgetary constraints. $6 a gallon? $6 that's, a gallon. That's nuts. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So it, it's interesting to see the excitement and the enthusiasm of those anglers, uh, but for sure it's a different world, right? They don't have a lot of the luxuries we have here with accessibility and gas prices and all that but uh what a trip great trip uh you know we called it the mullocks italian tour uh definitely going to be going back again for sure if not if not next year and in the following year i think uh next year maybe we'll do an ike live 
uh, episode from. Hey, would you be into it? <laughs> on your dime? <laughs> hey, might be able to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Take, would you, if you asked Mel, and you said, Mel, we'll go to Italy, just do this Ike Live thing, and, you know, for a week. She's got, she's would she, Mel, Mel would say yes Would she say yes? Yeah, she, she would leave the kids. She's already saying yes. She's watching. She would leave the kids. <laughs> she would have no problem leaving the kids. I don't know about kids. that. That's tough. Okay. They're still That's very tough. young. Yeah. It's actually not outside the realm of possibility yeah. that either a Nike Live or a Bash University can happen there in the next couple of years. Be pretty amazing. That would be amazing. Be amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, amazing, amazing uh, uh, trip. I uh, hope everybody. I know a lot of guys were were looking at my post. I tried making like 20 posts a day. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that we had the Sony cameras with us the entire week, and we literally filmed everything from the flight there to the travel, to the seminars, to the fishing, everything. I had that camera on the entire time. And I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to tell you a true story that happened. So we're in Florence, and Florence has this amazing shopping district. So Becky was like freaking, dude, she was like possessed. You know how like if we're in a Bass Pro Shops and we're walking around, like you kind of get possessed? Well, dude, Beck was just like in a different zone. Like I'd be like, Beck, Beck. She wouldn't even hear me. She just was was focused and Gucci and 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 Furla and all these department stores. She was, you know, just going crazy. Uh, so we're shopping around and and I'm like drinking espressos and all this crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, dude, it hits me. I go, oh shit, I gotta piss. I had to piss. So she's in this one department store shopping and I'm looking all around. I'm trying to figure out where it's at. And I'm trying to ask it. Albano, Albano, uh, I got to piss. I got to piss. I got to piss. <laughs> and finally, they, they shit, the bathroom's upstairs. So I get up there. And, dude, by this time, I'm fr- I'm dying, dude. I got to pee. So I've got the Sony camera on a on a stick, on a selfie stick. And I look. It's off. And I go in there. And I shut the door. And I'm looking where to put the camera. And there's a sink. So I put the camera down. And I, I get out to the bathroom. It's one of those ones, dude, that you're dying for. You know you know what I'm talking about. You were dying for it. So I unzip, and I'm just like, ah! So, dude, it was one of those ones just, you know. And it was like an, it was like 30 minutes long. Just, ah! Every time I thought it was going to stop, ah! And a little more came out, you know. And I get to the sink, and I wash my hands. And I pull out some napkins to get the dryer. And I grab my camera to leave and I look. And when I set it down, I hit the red record button <laughs> on the side of the camera. You freak. <laughs> so there may even be some footage of that. Uh, but we recorded everything. It's going to be great. Keep your eye out for that. Uh, it's going to be on Carbon <laughs> TV. It's going to be on MyGuyGanelli.com. It's going to be YouTube. It's going to be everything. It's going to be great. Was it a strong stream? Super strong stream. Well, <laughs> less strong than it was 10 or 20 years ago. But it was still yeah, pretty yeah, strong. Prostate, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still... too much. All right. Uh, where are we at, Brian? Uh, you ready to make a transfer here? Yeah, Beck, we're, you want to catch up on some IMs? Half hour uh, late. Okay. Usual. That's cool. Behind schedule. <laughs> That's normal. That's yeah. normal. Uh, do we want to catch up with some IMs, or what do we want to do? We want to break into. Uh, we want to take a break. We want to break into Matt. What do we want to do here, Brian? Uh, we're gonna play the X Mark Take Back Your Weekend winner. Yes. This video. Okay. We, we finally this. got it queued up. Okay. And then we're gonna go to uh, transfer into our collegiate angling. Okay. Spectacular. Can I just make one comment? Connor Pavlot says. L-E-L. I'm guessing he meant LOL. You guys, so not funny, not original. Connor, why are you watching? 
Connor, suck it! <laughs> suck it, Connor! Uh, don't feed the trolls, man. Oh, well, hey, Connor, listen uh, to me. Let them be miserable. No, no, no. We want to hear from you. No, no, Connor, Connor, keep watching because you know you love Throw it Bitcoin deep down inside. Don't huh? lie to yourself. Bitcoin keep on. watching and uh, yeah, where were you last show. week, Connor? When I wasn't, I am you pussy. I wouldn't let you. You wouldn't even <laughs> want to cross. I would have told you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right, come on. Let's see this X mark. All right, all right. Listen to me. Hold on a second. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching so far. When we come back, we're going to take a short little break. We're going to watch the winner of the X mark take back your weekend sweepstakes. Uh, when we watch this video, when we come back, it's the collegiate special. We're going to be talking college bass fishing. You don't want to miss it. Hang on. Ike Live coming right back at you. Oh. Push play, Bri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to mow my lawn on the day of my daughter's wedding. I made you an offer, but you cannot refuse it. Mom always said trying to start a broken old push mower is like eating a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. On the weekends, I prefer to spend time with my wife and my one-year-old daughter or going hunting or fishing. But I don't have time to do that when I spend an entire Saturday cutting grass on this old machine. When I know I could be doing it in half the time with an X-Series laser. Picture, if you will, another dimension. A dimension of sight. The sight of an unkept lawn. One that requires hours of your time and attention. And a chance to fish Mike Iconelli would truly be a dream come true. me taking back my weekend. Please help me get my weekends back. Sorry, honey. It's going to take me all day to mow this lawn. Okay, well, we'll see you at 4 o'clock.
Oh, hey, honey. Perfect timing. I just finished my nap. I mean, fishing. I mean, golfing. I mean, mowing the lawn. Just finished mowing the lawn. It took me all day. That's, that's what I've been doing all day. Nothing else. All day mowing the lawn. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm so tired. I think I'm gonna go take a nap. So, see you later. Honey, what's under this tarp? Ah, <laughs> uh, folks at home, folks at home, we're back. Uh, what you just witnessed? Pretty, pretty awesome videos. Uh, you, you know, keep in mind. They were all put together by regular dudes, um, which, which is cool. Uh, but what you just watched was the winners of the X-Mark Take Back Your Weekend Sweepstakes. Super cool program. You know, it was super cool. Uh, the grand prize winner of that whole deal, actually, he, he won a X-Mark mower. Like a fully big one, like six-inch deck. Sweet. Crazy. Like, and, and, you know, I've said this before. You know they are the world's best lawnmowers. You I know do, that. I do know that. Right. Um <laughs> That was the grand prize winner, but the first place winner, so one notch down, got a trip with me. You're one oh. notch down. I'm one notch down <laughs> from an X-Mark mower. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's okay. I accept that. I, an X-Mark mower is way better than me. Uh, but I'm actually looking forward to that. We're going to go out in early November, Pete. The, I think the second week of November. What, you, on the river, on the you, Delaware River. You flying a guy? He's in for coming this? in. Yep, they're flying him in. They're putting him up. Uh, we're we're going to wow. meet for breakfast. We're going to go out. We're going to launch out of Gloucester City ramp. Go it's going to be awesome. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, that's it's a great time of the year to be on the what, river. What a great win! Take great win. Yeah, yeah. Vincent great prize. Get some muscles, some beer. Might have to do it. I know. It might have to do it. You were, you were off. Probably just turned you on. By the way. Shh. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. I think I had the wrong place. Anyway. <laughs> he called something else. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Um, we're going to get into really the thing that I'm real excited about in this show, which is talking about college bass fishing. This is a big topic. This is a huge topic. Um, y- you know, for me, we, dude, it seems like every week at some point during the show we talk about the future of the sport. We talk about you know how this sport's going to progress and how we're going to keep it alive to me this is a big a big thing college fishing college guys college kids male or female they're they're a big part of keeping this sport alive this is important it it, it, and it's growing and it's expanding it's a big part of of the sport you know continuing on uh it's got its set of challenges Mm. You know, uh, our sport and the professional level has a set of challenges, but the the college programs, you know, these kids, they need boats, they need fishing gear, you know, they need funding, and, um, you know, there's a a lot of schools, a lot of programs out there really struggling because, you know, the football teams are funded and, you know, all the other sports are funded along with, you know, all the, you know, the athletics of any particular school. But uh, but but fishing is just a club sport. It's just a club thing, not really a sport. Right. So they struggle for funding. So they've they've got some things to overcome. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's an interesting topic, and we're gonna have a guy join us here in just a little bit. Um, good good friend of the show. Uh, you you probably know him from Bass Zone. 
Uh, Matt's going to be joining us here in a little bit. And he, I think he's going to answer a lot of the questions that we have uh, that, that, that surrounds college fishing, because I have yeah. a lot of questions. Uh, the, the circuits, there's a lot of them. It seems very confusing. Um, you, you know, the scholarships, uh, you know, what does a win get you? I mean, a lot of that stuff, I think, has to be figured out. Mm-hmm. But overall, college bass fishing is a good thing for the sport. Dave, do you agree or do you oh, disagree? Absolutely. I, I, th- I would like that as a feeder system more so than I would the, the double and triple A's that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeder system. And the, and the high school high school fishing has now become the feeder system for these kids. Uh, you know, and that's a good thing. I, I, You know, it's unfortunate, too, because a lot of the youth programs, like in the clubs, remember we used to all have youth divisions of our, our Bassmaster clubs, uh, but that's all going into the high schools now. Yeah. And the high schools are run rampant in the, in the central part of the United States and struggling to get a foothold in this part of the country and some others. Right. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just growing, though, and leaves some bass. I, I can't wait to talk to Matt because he's... I imagine he's got a much better grasp of the figures and the numbers and, and the participants and how the sport's growing. And uh, yeah, I'm really I have a lot of questions for him. I'm looking forward. And to he's talking to him. he's closer out of college than you were. You said 19. What what was your graduation date? 79. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 80. Uh, 90. Uh, 90. Matt 90. Born then. Matt wasn't uh, even born in 90. I wasn't born in 90. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's sad. I was. You know, I'm so old. You know, I started having kids so late. And um, at, I'm, uh, we're doing things like sports, and I'm talking with one of the other fathers, and he said, "Yeah, I, I went to the same elementary school, and I graduated that school in '93." And I'm like, "I graduated Rutgers in '90. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you graduated oh, no. sixth grade oh. in '93. Oh, yeah, it's, you're uh, my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Just ring the bell, you pansy. <laughs> you're my boy, Blue." <laughs> All right, let's uh, let let's stop. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, we got Matt dialed up. We do. Did you want to intro him? Did yeah, let me intro him. Uh, this is going to be a actually this is a really long intro. Uh, but let me let me give you the quick intro. I think Brian has a video that we're going to play before we get Matt on that <laughs> shows Matt a little bit and uh, his prior career. His one prior of his- career. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Matt uh, is is a great guy. Uh, he does the College Bass Zone, BTL. He's a great angler, for those of you who don't, don't know that. He's a, a former ice hockey player. Um, but he's also got a lot of, a lot of other hidden talents. And uh, we're going to go ahead here. We've got a little collection of video that shows Matt, Matt and some of his other occupations. And we're going to go ahead well, and, used to surf. and play that. He used to surf. So um, let's go ahead and queue up the video, Brian. Let's play that video. Uh, we've got Matt. In one of his careers, and he's got he's got a lot, but let's go ahead and watch this one. There's Matt. Like, dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in, and you just get spit right out of them. You just drop in and just smack the lip, pull back, drop down, snap, and then after that. You just drop in, ride the barrel, and get pitted. So pitted. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, God, oh, oh, man, oh Matt, my God. Matt was getting so pitted right there. So you sure? Pitted. Wait a minute. You sure that wasn't Junior? Oh, no. He was, was like, drop in like, wow! Wow! That's awesome. All right, let's get, let's, let's get him on, and we'll talk about some of his other jobs in a is. second here. Uh, joining us, I don't know where he's at. We're going to find out. I think he's at home uh, or BDL Studios. I don't know. Joining us. Uh, via satellite, Matt Penrack, everybody, Matt. Yay! 
How you doing tonight? I'm I'm good. I'm like I'm kind of tired. Um, I, I'll tell a little story. I'll tell why I'm tired. I'll I'll throw it out there. Uh, so fish in the Federation. Uh, well, it's called the Bass Nation now. Uh, you might know a thing or two about that. I, I mean, fish fish that before. I know about that? it. I know about that. Okay, just making sure there. But uh, so it's like two hours away the drive, and uh, I fished the open last week. I am like totally broke. So I figured if I split the drive to this lake that we're fishing on with Gene Gilliland, the bass conservation director, yeah. it would only be 20 bucks a night and I could just take the two hours and just leave at like three in the morning instead of, you know, spend for a room. We've all done that. Yeah. Um, the problem is uh, uh, I had a girl uh, that I'm kind of talking to here call me uh, uh, six times between – 12:30 and 2 a.m. last night, and wow. I had to get up at three. Oh wow! The, the classic drunk dial. Yeah. Wow, boo! That was booty <laughs> call stuff going on. No, it wasn't that at all. Oh. It was like, no, it was just classic drunk dial. So I'm working on like an hour of sleep. Uh, oh. Good thing was I was guaranteed a top 15. There were only 13 boats in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a we're top rod tournament. Here. Yeah, <laughs> we're back here. Uh, I got the boat out in it. A lot. I'm at Jeffrey's here, uh, the BTL studios and more. So, dude, I, I caught the show. Actually, got a new big screen. Had the show hooked up. So that the Italy thing sounds freaking awesome, dude. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it was it was a great trip. And in fact, now I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving away some of your other occupations here. I know we got a lot of IMers already IMing us about that. People know what you've done in the past. So that now they know you were a surfer. But when we were in Italy, <laughs> we actually saw. Some billboards there, and you were modeling. So you're actually a mo- You were a former model too. Hey, can you tell tell us a little bit about your modeling career? Yeah, I mean, I've always said I've always been famous in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just, you didn't know? I didn't know that until we got there. I mean, I had no yeah. idea. You were. It was like Prada or Emilia Zengaga or what was it? Zengaga or what was it? Zenya. Zenya, Emilia Zenya. I don't know. I, was... I have to say, Matt, I don't think you got any sympathy from this room full of four married men about <laughs> a horny drunk girl after midnight. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's a blossoming friendship. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't stopped thinking about it since you said it. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have I have a cough. De- I have a cough developing. Oh, bullshit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, I took her fishing last week. She caught a five pounder on a chatter bait. Wow. Wow. Hey, Matt. The worst thing oh, is so in about. What was, tw- I in, what was I in Italy? What, 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 let's see this billboard from Italy. I'm curious about this. Yeah, they were like jeans or it was underwear. What was it? Yeah, that under- glove deal that I did, that hand model stuff, was it? I think it was. Was it the glove? What was it? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, right next to Mike after he got fired. You were on some billboards. I can't remember. Mm. So college angling. <laughs> hey, I was born in 1990, by the way. Wow! Oh, no. I, was, I, was Thanks, six, I was like talking in complete sentences. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, I'm a I'm 31, which Ooh. is hard to believe. Graduated in 2008, so uh, I didn't graduate until I was like 20. Um, moving on. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to believe it's been that long, and I kind of got into the the whole college scene uh, as it was getting big like the first i guess kind of when the the bigger sponsors started to come in and it started to get televised so it's just amazing to see how much it's grown uh 
over the past seven, eight years, especially over the past three or four years since you drove, you know, the Forestwood Cup qualification, the Bassmaster classification into the mix, the guys with all the wrap trucks, boats. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, did you when now now when you went to school, did you have a college team? This where yeah. you went or? Uh, actually, I you know I went to University of Oklahoma to play club hockey, and I got uh that was back when Facebook was like fairly new. Oh, that uh, was got, that, that's back when got, MySpace I just got was in. Text from that said I hate you. That didn't go well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I get a uh, Facebook was like kind of new back then. And I get a text, and you put your interests, and I had like the Bassmasters. Uh, I think I had uh, maybe uh, the City Limits fishing. Uh, yeah. FLW, and I get this text from this dude who's like, uh, he's like, bro, you like to fish, and I was like, bro. Bro, uh, and uh, it was Chip Porsche. Uh, wow, Eat Series. You know, we're dynamic now. I never met the guy, uh, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to be a freshman at OU, and I'm going to start a a fishing team. Yeah. Are you, you interested in being on it?" And I was like, uh, "Sure." I'd never heard anything about it. So, uh, long story short, we go to OU, and for like six of us, uh, kind of were the the founding members of the Sooner Bass Anglers. Wow. Cool That's story. I mean, I'm still, you know, I consider really good friends, you know, with, uh, you know, Chip. He's fished the Elite Series and done that. I'm still really good friends with uh, uh, my buddy Jarrett. We fish a bunch of team tournaments. Jordan Nichols, he runs uh, Nichols Marine a block from where I live. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, college fishing started. Okay. We all are, you know, 30 years old and we're still, you know, get together all the time. That's crazy. Now, so you you have literally then been a part of this college movement from day one, essentially. I, I wouldn't say from day one. You know, it, it was it was probably three or four uh, years old. You know, I, I kind of credit like the the guy or the college, the first guy who's kind of famous from college fishing as as uh, Shad Skank uh, out of Purdue. I think they had a, a tournament with Indiana, and they'd have kind of like the old minnow bucket is what they would actually like fish for i think that was like kind of back in the 90s wow uh, and and he was really influential in getting those and you can go back uh, i did a thing for it on college basso and you can go back and see all the photos of them with the banners and stuff so they were the first two kind of really big uh clubs and then uh you know wade middleton over uh at the collegiate back series i mean they've had they've been oh, over a decade of that in the national championship and stuff he's been really influential at getting a lot of the kind of champion pioneering a lot of the college angling so there's a bunch of different guys uh i mean and now there's i, th I think six guys on the elite series who fish collegiately uh you know we've had rookies of the year on the elite series rookies of the year on flw with clint davis uh and uh over on flw i think he fished with the uh, montevallo and then brandon card who fished for university of kentucky i think there's four guys on the elite series uh with lee elam oh no nah, i shouldn't have started naming names anyway there's four guys on the elite series who qualified for the classic who are former collegiate anglers three or four you know fish in the flw cup so i mean that's just just kind of a basis it's amazing how i remember when i was in it and started fishing it was hey one day you're gonna have a guy from the college series that's gonna be on the elite series or you're gonna have a guy in the, from the college series who's who's gonna make the classic through the elite series and now it's just like it's here yeah it's it's working the mod the model's working now you know so we, we sit we see it's happening right we've got guys flw bass we've got guys winning titles that have been collegiate anglers 
But w- what's the percentage here, though, right? Because I, I, I want to get back to something that we talk about all the time, which is you've got thousands and thousands of college kids, you know, entering these programs, excelling at, at their level, at their school, and then they get this chance to get to the next level, either through the Opens or through the, the college uh, uh, qualifications. What's the percentage of guys that actually go ahead and do it and can do it? Uh, I mean, that that's something, Matt, we talk about all the time. Is that something that these guys are thinking about, right? Because you've got a huge bill ahead of you. You look at the Matt, Matt Lees, Jordan Lees, and it seems seamless, the transformation that they made from college to the elite level. But it's not seamless when you have a $100,000 tour bill waiting in front of you. Are these are these college guys prepared for this? Are they do they know what's coming if they get to the final level? I think some of them do. I think you and Mike, this is just kind of with any level of fishing, whether you just jump into the opens, but there's there's some people who, you know, they dream of of fishing professionally. They talk the talk, it'll never happen. They might get a top 10 as a co-angler in a BFL 5 years from now and that plaque's never coming off the wall. Right, and, and then you've got the group of guys, and there's a big group of guys who fish collegiately, who are, whatever, mechanical engineers, astrophysicists, oil and gas, petroleum engineering, and they're there for the camaraderie. They have no ambitions of becoming a professional angler. They're there to, to fish. They like to be competitive, and to make friends, and that, and to learn more about fishing, and to get out on the water every once in a while. Right. Then you've got a, another group of guys who are your, you know, marketing, PR, business, who are picking their colleges based on where they're located. You know, that whole there's, you know, the Alabama region, the whole Ozarks region out west, based on where they can fish, uh, based on what type of program that they have, and they're kind of using and building that towards, you know, a career to where. You know, they've got a, a, a plan three, four, five years out in advance after they graduate. And, and those are the kids that I think we're seeing now who are actually making an impact. So they're using the collegiate experience to get an education, to build relationships, and then to take it that next step with what they've built to when they do have success at the next level. They, they kind of have a little history uh, uh, behind them and people kind of know what they're about. Right. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'd say it's working because I can tell you from from where I'm at, I follow it. You know, I follow from the standpoint that like when, you know, I'm flipping through the best times and they're having, you know, they're covering it. I watch it and I want to know what they're doing and I watch the web coverage. And, you know, it's funny because I watch it just like I watch an elite event. I want to see how those guys are catching them. You know, I want to see what they're using. I want to see the techniques that they're using, and uh, and so it's working. You know, it's not like it's a a fringe thing where ten dudes in the country are watching it. If I'm watching it, if I'm keeping an eye on it, a, a lot of dudes are are paying attention for and, sure. And it's yeah. In- yeah, I was going to say, well, Matt, it's interesting. The reason that you're, oh, sorry, the reason that you're paying attention to it is because you're seeing it validated on the next level. I mean, you've got. Uh, I, I mean, they beat you this year some of the time. A lot of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. 99.9% <laughs> of the time. 
<laughs> hey, I, you, you beat them by three points, four points, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's validating it when you're seeing the guys who are having that success, which is, is saying, hey, you know, they're successful at the collegiate level. But then when you can transfer it and you can beat Mike Iaconelli a couple times when you can qualify for the classic, that I think builds a lot of, of, of credence and credibility to the college program as a whole. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of the kids, like my, Matt was saying, they're taking those marketing and advertising courses in school. They know. They, oh, they're they smart. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They recognize when, it, it, in order to even have a shot at making a career of this, you've got to treat this like a business. And what yeah. courses did you take, Mike? I took, uh, I was a communications uh, student, and then uh, my junior and senior year, I took um, public relations and advertising. Hmm. Uh, and it helped. I don't. I don't. Looking back at it, I don't think I specifically took those classes because of fishing, but for Lies. sure, I don't think I did. Did I? Yeah. You remember? I yeah, did? absolutely. I did. Think you did. I did. Yeah, oh, well, it maybe was in I your did. head. It was always in your head. I had too many beers. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> there was too many parties at Brian's house where he was tracing dead bodies on the wooden floor. Yes. <laughs> the outline of the body, you know, just traces it. Uh, so here, let's talk about this for a second. Before we even get any further, we've got a lot of people watching and listening that are confused by the amount of college circuits there are, right? And and there's a lot. Do me a favor, Matt, real quick. Give us a give us a real layman's explanation of the circuits and how they're set up because there's like three or four right or three or explain that i can do this in in a minute and it's real simple uh you've got flw college fishing you've got the the carhartt bassmaster college series and then you've got the collegiate uh the cabela's collegiate bass fishing championship series uh and those are your three main then you also have some other independents like uh the fish life tour and some other ones like that that a lot of kind of regional stuff that guys fish but those are the three main ones they're all uh independent of each other similar to bass and flw you know you fish uh in in master series you have your team you fish the uh like the, the regional events to qualify uh for or you fish like qualifying tournaments to get to the national championship the same thing in flw you have uh qualifiers and then you have like, conference regionals to get to that national championship and then uh the uh cbfcs side is kind of a combination of every you know of everyone you've got guys who fish fast guys who fish the flw side and guys who fish uh uh, the CBFCS. So that's uh, Wade Middleton's over there is kind of an all-encompassing, and that national championship has like 250, 300 boats in it. Um, and so those are your three main. So really, you have three national champions. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of like uh, it was kind of like college football in the in the days before, I guess the uh, the playoff series or the BCS standings is just kind of you just kind of pick one and see which one's the best. Uh, but you got three national champions, uh, and that's where it is. There's really, oh, there's really not very many guys who like only fish the bass or only fish FLW or only fish the the uh, collegiate bass fishing series. It's just kind of mix and match, and where you've got one in your region and a, and a time, and you got the money to go to, boom, go fish it. Gotcha, gotcha. That was a great explanation. Uh, that was a super explanation. And so, you know, here's one last thing I want to talk about, and then we've got some IMs we're going to jump into for you, Matt. Um, 
it, you know, I've I've seen a lot of I guess controversy maybe is the right word surrounded behind us. In fact, there was an article I want to say in maybe it was USA Today or a big big publication recently about it, which is at this point in time, college bass fishing is not a a sanctioned college sport though, correct? Yeah, it, like at, at Oklahoma, we uh, you have to go through and and register it as like a, a club, so it falls under like uh, whatever the kickball club or right. the volleyball club or whatever like that. So yeah, it's not uh, considered a sport, and I think that differentiates depending on what university it is i know certain universities i went and filmed it in the dorms with uh dallas baptist university uh in dallas uh last year and you know they treat it as a club sport just like they treat their baseball their hockey their basketball i mean those guys have study hall they have certain criteria that they have to meet um they have to, you know, maintain a certain GPA level just to be a part of that. So different schools, you know, in all honesty, a lot of a lot of schools, administrators and stuff don't even know that there is a fishing club right. on a lot. And right. a lot of the other schools, a lot of the smaller schools. And that's the beauty of it is you can have a, a Dallas Baptist beat a Texas. You can right. have UCO beat in Oklahoma because all you need is a small group of good anglers. You know, the size of the school doesn't really uh, – indicate the talent level you just have a larger pool to draw from but right uh yeah different schools treated differently now do you see the day when college bass fishing will become a, a, a sanctioned sport an ncaa type of sanctioned sport um or is that is that something you think is going to be a progression of of where this is going i, I don't think it would ever get to that i don't think there's a lot of anglers who want it to get to that until there is a lot of scholarship money because right now a lot of these guys are winning money at the at their college level at it i mean they're, they're getting checks from these they're able to get a lot of stuff when they win and some have uh, sponsors you know, some have sponsor well, money coming in right it all stops as soon as it's sent. kids who are fishing college who are fishing the opens on the mm-hmm. boater side who are winning all this money about a massive headache if you try to bring all that stuff in and, and make it and then you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on with uh, a lot of schools you have to worry about like insurance purposes I mean you've got kids who are in a school activity on a high performance bass boat you know a hundred miles from home and all these right. conditions and stuff you know what are the liability so there's a lot of issues that I think will prevent it from becoming a mainstream collegiate sport uh yeah, so gotcha. I how, I how? I don't think it'll. I don't. I don't think you'll, you'll see it like that. How? how like water polo is though. So, who knows? How are the kids getting the boats? I mean, does do the kids have to? I guess they're responsible for for having a boat. If you don't have a boat, you can't really have a club. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a, a valid point. Uh, I'll go back to Dallas Baptist. I mean they got to deal with Legend boats. Legend boats I think gives them a couple boats. They wrap them. They get to use those boats in the tournament. Uh, I know a lot of other schools, not a lot, there's probably a handful of schools that the, the boat company actually gives them a boat to use for the year and gives them uh, a new boat every couple of years. Uh, a lot of the kids, they, some guys, some kids use their dad's boats. I know, uh, I think you're going to have them on later, Landon Dixon, University of Oklahoma. He like works his ass off in the summer and stuff. He's got like an old boat. 
motor blows up on it, works his ass off some more, gets like an old Johnson, bolts that thing on the back, yeah. break in a freaking ton of tournaments. But I mean, he's just working his ass off to have a boat to get on the water and fish. So it ranges the gamuts from uh, using daddy's boat to having a boat that is provided for you by the university to you know taking care of it of uh, yourself and also in some a lot of there's uh you know club guys local guys friends who let the kids borrow boats too i one that i fish they literally put a craigslist ad uh, i think they're a team from iowa and like send emails out to everybody and like hey we're driving to this tournament we do not have a boat and we're going to spend the whole time in the car trying to figure out who we can borrow a boat from by the time we get down there. They wow. found a, a boat to borrow, and they made the top five. That's <laughs> hardcore, man. What, what, <laughs> what, what happened to the uh, the captains? Like the, I think I, I participated as a captain a few times for these collegiate events. Uh, where FLW. We, yeah, right? we'd stay after the FLW tournament, and, and uh, it, that program's gone from what I understand. Isn't that right? Um. Yeah, FLW's kind of gone through an evolution in the, the college fishing series as far as how much money they've pumped through and the format that they've kind of used. And what you're finding is a lot of these college anglers are compete at such a high level, it doesn't really make sense to not have any practice time and then have someone else run the boat. Mm. So in theory, it's a good idea. Gotcha. But in actuality, you got a lot of people who didn't like it. That makes sense. Gotcha. I didn't think about it from that perspective. Gotcha. All right, Matt, we're going to, uh, we've got a million, l- literally, that's the right number. Becky just told me it's like just under a million IMs coming through. Uh, so let, let's hit a couple of these for you real quick. And we've got one from Gary J that came in. And he wants to know, um, he wants to know about your college internship with Mark uh, at, at Bass Zone. And he wants to know, was it a problem in the early days getting coffee and filling prescription for Mark's Extends and Ben Gay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the finger to come through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's Answer honestly. What I, you know, what I do is I work for Bastone. I follow you guys around take pictures, write stories, do all that. That's what I do for a living. I literally, Mark just sent an email to the OU bass fishing team when it's like 2006 and i was like heck yeah i'll do that and then uh i'm like the only person he hasn't fired in the first six months <laughs> in nine years uh and, and that's true that's but, a uh, shock because mark's really easy to work with so i don't understand yeah <laughs> especially when he's drinking scotch he's such a friendly guy it was through the it was through the the, the the ou bass fishing team is how i ended up with the good the career so i mean i owe a lot to college fishing uh to kind of put me in a position to meet mark and get the job that i have now uh and then i think we've had uh two other interns uh oh yeah chip porsche was my intern for a semester wow a, i need to remind him of that <laughs> <laughs> i i kind of oh he uh and then we got landon dixon on too so every couple of years uh we'll have an intern mark will uh will go through the university it actually counts for, like credit hours and then uh they get my that's a ben's gay now <laughs> I love it, Becca. You got any more IMs? You wanna you wanna hit uh, Matt with a few more? What do you got? What do you got coming through, Becca? I have 
Valla has a question. Should I go to school that has a great bass team, but is very hard to get on the team, or a team where I am guaranteed a spot, but less of a learning curve? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question, and that's what you see a lot of uh, schools will try to keep their – you know, you can. It's a, it's a club. You can't, like, deny access to anybody. But, I mean, what a lot of clubs will do, and I know, uh, like, Alabama, uh, Auburn, a lot of these clubs, I think uh, Auburn posted, like, an Instagram or a Facebook photo. They had, like, 80 people at a, at a bass club meeting. It was, like, on the university, which is – so awesome to see especially with the success that the lee brothers have had and then uh you know shea baker who does all the gopro stuff for bass he went through that system uh at auburn uh but if you're only sending two teams to a national championship to a regional you have to get through your club first and i think it's like that i mean uh uh brian mike pete you guys know how it is like that in the club there's some clubs that are like paper clubs that's they get on the state team. Then there's other clubs that like you have to just fight tooth and nail to finish in the top eight to go to the state from that club. That's kind of how it is at, at, at college too. I think you learn a lot more mm-hmm. from going to a school with with a lot of people on it. I mean, you're immersed in it. You have a better chance to be around a lot of better. A lot of those bigger schools have better sponsors. They'll have more, more access, uh, you know, to the pros and more funding behind them. So you learn a lot more. You get to fish at a higher level more with those smaller with those smaller clubs where there's only four or six people. So it's kind of a, a give and take, and different clubs do it different ways. But here's the, the bottom line. If you're good and you're successful, you shouldn't be intimidated to go to a school that has a big club because Thank I mean, you. if you think you're going to become a national champion and go on and fish pro, you sure as hell better be able to beat the 30 other people in your club. Yep, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Good point. Agree. Good, Good point. Advice. Uh, we've got this Gary J guy is totally <laughs> blowing us up here on IM. I don't know, I don't know who Gary J is, but he's got another question for you. Oh, no. uh, is it true that um, uh, you and Mark and he's he's calling you guys the dynamic duo? Is it true you were lovingly referred to as the skipper and Gilligan of bass fishing? Is that true? <laughs> not true. Is that true? That's not true at all. It has nothing to do with college. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Gary J? Matt, get this guy off the IM, will you? I'm sorry, Matt. Who so is Matt, this guy? Matt, in rough water, Mark doesn't make you sit on the front of the boat with a cheap rain suit on? carriers tackle bags they can't matt they can't keep it together i'm sorry (laughs) oh boy I have a, I have a serious question. You do? <laughs> what? Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I, I'll try to help here, man. The uh, you gave you gave some great advice to that that uh, kid trying to pick a school, and I get kids all the time trying to trying to pick pick a school, and uh, they're they're. Uh, one of my buddies right now is he's driving around to uh, a few campuses to let his son have a look at their campus and and look at their programs. What what is your best advice for a high school kid? You know that's that's going to take this on uh, the college program. What's your best advice for him? I, I've been around a lot of the high school kids. I know Illinois has a huge high school program. Oklahoma does a great job. And my advice, and I'm sure. 
Mike and Pete, you would agree 100% with this because this is something that I see all the time is you get so caught up in the jersey and the school you're fishing for and where what you're going to do and who, what baits you're throwing and all that, that that's awesome to be a part of a school and to fish like that. Uh, to have that pride to be able to get a letter. I mean, in Illinois, you can letter in bass fishing, but it, I think with all that and all the kind of noise that goes on around it, the thing that is easily overlooked is the thing that everybody, time on the water. Yeah. When it comes down to preparation and, and all that, it, it's all about time on the water and, and putting it in. It's not about going to the snazzy. It's, it's, it's about putting your time in on the water and taking that time on the water to learn and to, to, to better your craft. And especially at that level, I mean, I remember I had, I mean, we got, uh, we got, uh, six free Terminator spinner baits my first year at OU each and three of the Terminator jigs. Remember they had the little wavy skirt thing on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also got a Terminator visor and a Terminator shirt. I wore that damn thing like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> And was like, hell yeah, sponsored by Terminator, bro. <laughs> bro. And, and, you know, it, totally it, pitted. It's so easy to get caught up in looking the part. Pitted. Time on the water is, is super critical. If you, you take one thing, you look at the Lee brothers, you look at Brandon Card, you look at uh, Brett Pruitt, you look at uh, uh, Andrew Upshaw, who's come out, you look at, at, at Clint Davis. This is one thing all these guys do is they spend an inordinate amount of time on the water. Yeah. I mean, insane amount of time on the water learning. So yeah. how, how they pass on all their classes? What? Well, how they pass on all their classes with all that time I on the water? Matt Lee took like nine years. I don't think he did pass. <laughs> <laughs> You're my boy, blue. He got, he, he got it. He, he finally got it. I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, it could be but like, like your communications major. If you can't pass your comm classes, I was a communications major. It's like the same thing, just like repackaged for the last three and a half years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, yeah. yeah. That's why you do communications, university studies, basket wind, weaving in wind turbine technology. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, hey, real quick too. When you had all that Terminator stuff, the free Terminator yeah. stuff. Did yep. you get a free locket of Jimmy Houston's hair? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I was bummed out, man, when I heard that his leg drained. His leg? His leg. <laughs> I was just Drain that fluid out of his knee. <laughs> I got fluid in my knee. <laughs> got to drain it out. <laughs> Let me kiss that festering sore. Uh, his leg. That lake that he lives on in That's Oklahoma. Ten killer? It, it no. He's got like a private. You ever seen his show? It's got all the stick ups and spinning timber and stuff. Yeah, I it. thought he's that was ten there. killer. Yeah, like his no. That's his backyard lake. Oh. Yeah, it, it was. It drained. I think Roland blew the dam out on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know he likes the smell of farts anyway. So. Whatever happened to Orlando Wilson? I don't know. Whatever happened to Orlando? We'll look into the next show. Yeah, we right. might track him down to be on the next show. Yeah, Orlando. All right, all right, all right, Matt. We're uh, we're gonna wrap this up with you. Uh, before I let you go, uh, let everybody know. Uh, and by the way, before I say this, I know I mentioned it, but Matt, you're a pretty. You, you could catch him. I want to tell you, we fished one time together, 
and it was at Gunnersville. I don't know if you remember this. It was at a media event. Yeah. And we yeah, went yeah. out fishing shell beds. It was post-spawn. What was the thing? What was the first thing I made you do? I made you catch one on a laser lure before you could change. That's right. And, and that's probably the main reason I got beat. But you beat my ass pretty bad that day. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, when you pull up on a school of 100 fish that someone else found, I mean, a trained monkey, Jeffries could catch Yeah, but no, but you, <laughs> you, you actually... Have a limit. Yeah, but you kicked my ass. And it, I, I took the beating. Uh, let everybody know, how can they follow you? Uh, let them know about the College Bass Zone thing you're doing for uh, over there at Bass Zone. Uh, how, how can they follow that stuff that you're doing with the College Anglers? Yeah, it's super easy. I mean, two years ago, there had been all sorts of these, like, college sites that had come, and it was, like, college kid blogging and, like, press releases. And it's like, man, what college would want is stuff that's, like, for them. Not, like, by them, but, like, you like i've done some college stuff with you uh mike and it's basically for the college anglers so we do like in the dorms which is basically like cribs you go to like the campuses actually recruiting colleges this would be an awesome time uh email matt m-a-t-t at basszone.com or dave at basszone if you're a college angler uh and you have like a sick dorm set up like we've done dallas baptist we've done clemson we've done university of oklahoma uh i'm forgetting one we've done a bunch of the we've done like five of these colleges where you go in and actually spend a day filming just like an episode of crib so if you've got a cool setup uh where you and your fishing team live hit us up and we'll come film it cool stuff uh you know instagram is big we do a ton of stuff on instagram we're at all the elite series events we go to all of the the national championships all three of the national championships we're at three or four of the college regionals this year at the flw cup following uh the south carolina team at the classic uh following the college anglers uh and then we just do all sorts of cool uh features news notes over on collegebasszone.com and then we're also firing up for the school year college back live it's like the only college exclusive show uh we did kind of like six pilot episodes last year we're bringing that back in the fall this year so that's something that'll be every couple of weeks uh no beer involved in that one sorry (laughs) it's just like a half hour kind of live college show dealing with college fishing it's that it's that big enough to where there's a a demand for that people want to want to see that stuff so it's mostly the college kids so it's all about the college anglers so that's awesome now do you also want to give your uh do you want to give your tinder account information away while we're here dude that was like a year ago (laughs) (laughs) i was i was just curious i just wanted to know that's like fight club man you just broke the rule (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we're all old that didn't exist when we knew it was a rule yeah we're jealous yeah dude and angry very jealous we're very jealous we're very jealous you guys had hot or not, though, didn't you? No. No. We had Jesus. the party line. We didn't have the internet. Dude, we didn't have cell phones. No, we like, had the we... party line. The party it was so bad, we had to listen to a busy signal on the phone to get a chick's number. <laughs> <laughs> he has party? no idea what the party line is. The party line. Dude, back in the day. We don't have let time me for get, this. No, we do have time for this. Let me give you a little education. Back in the day, we used to get chick's numbers by listening to a busy signal. I'm not kidding you. So you'd pick up the phone, you'd purposely make the shit get busy. But the phone system back in the day was so messed up that in the spaces of the the busy tone, you could talk and you could hear people talking. And so you'd be like, you'd hear a girl and there you'd be like, what is your 
name. And then and then she'd say something. You'd say your name back, and then it'd be like, and then you'd be like, what is your number? And then you get the chicks now, dude. You leaps and bounds beyond where we were back in the day. This, this is pre-call waiting. We had to work for it so hard because everybody that you, is spoiled that brats. That's not how I met Becky. No, no that's I was, not how I, met I was Becky. very young back then. I didn't. I didn't do party line. <laughs> no party line. I was for, still in elementary school. No party line for Becky. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. Thank you for uh, for joining us. It's always a good time when you come on. Uh, next time. We have you on. We want you to be back in the studio. I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but we want you back in here in the studio. Will you do that again? I totally can make that happen. Now it's time to go to the fun stuff, all the college kids that you're going to have on. So I was I was the, the boring old man who got all the odds and ends out of the way and kind of set the table so everyone knows what is coming up. Now nah, you're young. Pete's the boring old man. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Brian the Carpenter did a Pete. That was awesome. The old, the old school uh, Twitter post. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was very Actually, amusing. Actually, you've got some stuff to work with, man. <laughs> it's it rather impressive. <laughs> I give him way too much ammunition, I think. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Matt. It's good chat. Thanks, man. guys. Well, now that you put him out there with Tinder, that girlfriend that's texting it's him over at now. four in the morning you'll be on his ass about the tinder <laughs> you put him out there he wasn't I, ready for that yeah I just I just uh, I just nullified that relationship yeah, I'm t- I imagine it's shameful to probably admit that you were on that really no, I don't know I mean, I, I'm, I'm wondering I'd, we'll ask these kids when we get them on we have to ask them because I thought the opposite I, I would be if I was a single guy right now a young single guy I'd be proud to be on Tinder. So if you probably picked her up on Tinder, then obviously not. But say you like got her through a traditional means, like actually communicating face-to-face at a place. And Nobody have, does that anymore. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I imagine then probably there's some shame to admit that you do that. You know, I don't know. What do I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Wait, wait. Are we thinking that this girl's watching Ike live? She's definitely watching Ike live. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he, he, he was a man under surveillance. All right, trust me. <laughs> he was a single man under surveillance. There's a difference. Yeah, Our wives know we're not going anywhere, yeah, so we fact, can say whatever. In fact, I'm almost 100% certain she's watching Ike live naked right now. You're right. Definitely. <laughs> with pictures you live of the, in a weird fantasy world. <laughs> with pictures of the cast, man. <laughs> pictures of the cast. <laughs> Worf. Oh, Worf. That's my Worf. Uh, oh, my God. We have to move on. I know. It's <laughs> so bad. All right. Uh, let's continue on. That was that was a great uh, interview, though, with Matt, because it did it, it let me understand better. How the college scene works, because it can be a little confusing. A, a lot of the kids are watching this show. I guarantee you, there's, there's high schoolers watching the show right now, trying to figure it all out, trying to make sense of it, heads or tails, where they're going to go to school. Yeah, and that was incredibly helpful. You know, Matt shed a lot of light on it. It was awesome. And let me remind everybody watching. Uh, let, let me remind you that we want to hear from you. Lots of ways to voice your opinion and get in touch with us here on the show on Ike Live. Uh, the first one, the easy one, is right there next to your screen, the instant messaging function, the IM. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your questions. You could also hit us up on our social media accounts. It's at Ike Live Show, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And a little later in the after-hour show, about uh, 40 minutes away, we're going to have a toll-free 1-800 number, or 1-88 number, whatever it is up there, and uh, and you could call in. Uh, Brian the Carpenter, besides uh, messages on the screen, what do we got going on now? I can't hear you. 
We're good. I had to fix something. Okay, you're good. We had to fix something. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Okay. You know, this is exciting now because, you know, we started the show with kind of this broad understanding of, of the college program. We've got a better handle on it now. And it's interesting now because now I want to actually talk to these kids. I want to talk to the guys and, and ladies that are in this program. I want to hear from them. I want to hear the positives, the negatives. Uh, the, the You know, I want to I hear it all. Actually, from the guys that are engaged in it. That's going to be the best thing. So, uh, Brian, we ready? We want to get some of these guys on the phone? Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, we do. We do. All right. Wait, before they spread spread out. (laughs) That's a lot of legs touching. Wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. They got Tommy Biffle shorts on. (laughs) Does anyone own pants out there? (laughs) Uh, We don't. Oh my God! <laughs> Just no, hey, there's an Ike Live rule. We don't want to see any brain coming no. out of the pants. There. No, no moose knuckle, man. Come on. Okay. All right, joining us live. Let's not let's not even wait. Uh, Oklahoma University, everybody. How are you guys tonight? All right, please. Uh, l- let's go through the room and uh, introduce yourself, starting from left to right. Let us know who who you are. Who's left? Uh, you're left. <laughs> uh, I'm Blanton Manera. I'm a graduate student here at the University of Oklahoma. I'm Landon Dixon, and I'm about to get out of this freaking place in December. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nate Slate, and I'm doing my master's here. I'm yeah. Tim Hamilton, and I'll also be done in December. I'm Alex Edgman, uh, junior civil engineer. Been here for 14 years. Yeah, yeah he's like 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Old school style, old school style. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. This is um, this is exciting for us because, believe it or not, we are all uh, we're all kind of fans of of college bass fishing. Uh, you know, for me personally, I've said it on every show. I think um, I think you know what's going on in this movement right now. Uh, high school fishing, especially college fishing is the future of the sport. So it's it, it's exciting. So thank you guys for taking time out for joining us. Let, let me jump right into the questions. And feel free, I, I want all you guys to, to answer these questions. So, you know, no, no nobody be left out here on this. Let me know, what's the biggest pitfall of being a college bass angler? We've talked about a lot of positives already. We've had Matt on the phone talking about the good things. Tell us some of the negatives about being a college bass angler. Are there any, and what are they? Definitely money. We have zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would second that. I mean, like, it's we're just I'm scraping and clawing every time we get have to go to a tournament. Like, I can barely afford to get there and back half the time. So right, the money the money hurts a lot. Right. I'd have to say probably uh, sharing a bed or sleeping in the bed of the truck with another dude. No, you like it. You like it. You like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a that's not a negative to Pete. He still does that every night. So <laughs> at his at his favorite Wawa too, by the way. Uh, you know, so money money is an obvious one. I, I I want to talk about that a little bit. Let me let's dive into that further. You know that to me is is a big one. Uh, you know I, I was a college student. Pete was a college. We we we've all been there. We know how tough it is. Now, do you guys actively solicit sponsorship? I mean, I'm I'm not just talking about product but i'm also talking about financial support are you guys out there you know soliciting money to help you get
get to and from these events? Yeah, uh, pro- probably should be more, but uh, yeah, we try to make an active effort to do so. Yeah, uh, we got Nichols Marine down the road, and they've helped us out this time. This year, they've helped us out really, really big um, as far as financial support goes. But it's tough, like getting people to hand you money. It's not like that's tough to do. Like any, everybody's willing to, you know, give you a discount on product or give you free product. But getting money sponsorships, it's really, really hard to get somebody to say yes to that. Right. So. Right. Now, now because of that, we, we talked about uh, with Matt. We talked about the possibility of college bass fishing one day being actually sanctioned, being a you know an NCAA sanctioned sport. Is that something you guys would like to see happen? You know, or is it is it something you think would be bad for the overall program? I think it'd be bad because as it is right now, we have all of our little state stuff, and you know we can win cash for the club, and you know that helps pay your expenses. And if it was a sanctioned NCAA thing, there would be zero dollars involved in anything, and you know that the school still wouldn't be paying for you to get there and back. So right, mm. it just costs more. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. Good point. Dave, what do you got? Dave, you got something? No, he, Brian was just, like, I think, pointing to you because I had said that earlier, that if it becomes sanctions, they can't earn money from it. Right. No different than, like, a running back from UCLA can't cash in on his jersey. I mean, that's been a debate, and there becomes a whole bunch of financial problems that these guys would incur should it become sanctioned by the uh, NCAA. Yeah, but, but why wouldn't, like, if it did become sanctioned, I mean, they, you know, football sanctioned, they pay for the football players to travel. They pay for their gear. They pay for their equipment. Uh, you know, couldn't couldn't we expect to see that if this sport was sanctioned? They garner they garner uh, tremendous amounts of money from those football and basketball games. I mean, you see the scholarships dwindle as the sports go below television. Like, the, I, I'm like wrestling as popular as it is, those scholarships are pathetic. I can only imagine. <laughs> this would be, well, you know, well, wrestling and a lot of the sports benefit from football. No, but you're missing my point. So for 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 them, it would probably be better for them to keep it the way it is and try to seek outside sponsorship, because the second the NCAA sanctions it, that all goes away. I I I, I, what you said about the money, like that's exactly right. Like OU, you know, it's great to go to school at OU, great school, but yeah, we we can't make OU money. We're not OU is not going to get money from us fishing. And so looking at it from their viewpoint, yeah, they're willing to put money in the football program, like you said, or the basketball team and stuff like that, because they get money from that. Us going out and fishing around, we're not giving OEU any more money. So they really they don't want to give money when they're not going to get money. That's right. a fact. That's yeah. a good point. But, but at the same time, there's loopholes here that you're not thinking about. So bass fishing is ultimately a co-ed sport. It is a co-ed so sport. So what you have is Title IX. Ooh. So what are you saying, Beck bikini models on the? No, but uh, what I'm saying is through girls. Title IX, like ultimately, if they have to create a sport for men, they also have to create money for women in that exam that, that sport as well. So you're pulling money from two places. Ooh. There are loopholes here that I, I don't, I don't know if that would affect it, and ultimately there would be funding because you're pulling from male female. NCAA funding. That's a good point. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, that's, a, that's a really good point. There's a lot that being sanctioned would benefit. What what I see in a lot of the colleges and a lot of the problems they have is these colleges can't get boats, and or the the kids have a club and they want to do it, 
Yeah. But they have no boats, and then they took away the captain's program, and and there's no. I mean, they're having tournaments at ponds. Yeah. You know, on the bank, and uh, you know that's uh, you know, so being sanctioned, possibly doing stuff like Dallas Baptist U is doing, where they where they have relationships with come. They're getting boats, putting trucks and boats together, letting these kids use them for for com- competition. I don't know. Eventually, I think that's what the sport's going to have to do, you know, in order to get all the colleges to be able to participate, yeah. because it's uh, it, it's just tough money. You know, getting sponsorship is tough. It's tough. You guys, you guys think you're broke now? Wait till you try making it as a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Show them your pockets, Pete. <laughs> the Somebody, inside out. He's got two elephant ears hanging out. <laughs> here's here's another great comment though. Somebody made: if the sport becomes sanctioned, then the school doesn't have to pick it up. So anybody can create a club team at a university if they have the people, the paperwork, you right. know, what right. it is. But if it does become sanctioned, the university does not have to have the team. That's true. That's true. You know, Pete actually brought up a good point. I'd, I'd like to ask you guys the same thing. Let's 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 just run through you one by one. How many of you guys li- really want to become a pro angler? Is that a dream for you? Is that something you actually aspire to do? Or is this just something you love to do this is just a pastime this is your hobby you love to fish but you have no aspirations of turning pro uh let, let's just start from the left to right again do you is this something you want to do professionally uh i mean it would definitely be something i would love to do you know as a dream but you know finding the time finding the money finding the flexibility like if the you know if you got a full-time job um you know i'm a law student law is definitely not an easy career. Uh, so definitely, you know, finding the time and finding the money is definitely big one and two. But if it were possible, um, I definitely would love to do this, you know, to be on the road, to, to fish the seasons, to fish all the tours, um, to get to meet the people. Uh, you know, it definitely be a dream come true. Yeah. He's got some big-ass forearms, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> Traps for days. Traps for days. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, I would say up until, really up until about six months ago, that was pretty much all I wanted to do. That was like, I'm in, I'm in marketing in college, and I, we, I'm doing marketing solely because I wanted to go on and do that. Um, you know, I tried to do everything I could along the way to meet people, make connections, get that networking out there to where I could go on and know the people I need to know to, to help me, you know, with fishing. But as of about six months ago, I kind of changed and kind of have have kind of a new passion for something else that I think I'm going to want to do um, after school. So I still love to fish. And like I said, up until about six months ago, that was literally the only thing I wanted to do since I was about eight years old. But um, stuff's kind of changed a little. Gotcha. Good. I want to know what he's passionate about. Yeah, Is it too. a woman? Uh, <laughs> 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 Art? Um, I decided I wanted to go into youth ministry with, with church stuff and be a youth minister. Yeah. So there's not really time. Yeah. You can't, you can't be on the road. Um, weekend after weekend, you know, fishing and dedicating all that time to that and do youth ministry too. Um, it's just not possible. So. Gotcha. Very, I'm proud of you. That was very honorable. <laughs> Against my statement. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, he's the only one that's single on the whole team, so he's actually on the market. You're mowing it down? 
Because we have a lot of ladies watching this show. <laughs> Landon Dixon, just message OU Bath page. Mr. OU Bath. Now, Landon, 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 we just got an instant message that asked, and actually someone stated that you're the only guy that can get laid at a Christian rock festival. Is that true? <laughs> Oh my god. Professional angler is uh, definitely the dream. You know, um, college for me, um, my major is actually fisheries biology. Um, so I, it's, it's not going to help me be a pro, but I just love being around fish and being in the outdoors in general. So yeah. it's a career path that allows me to be in the outdoors and then make some money to pursue a professional fishing career. Nice. Yeah, good job, dude. Nice. Um, for me, I don't, this, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty brand new to this whole tournament fishing thing. Um, I actually, I wrestled here at OU before, so I didn't, uh, I didn't get to do any sort of, you know, I didn't get to compete with the team at all. Um, and so, yeah, this is all new to me. I'm having a great time. Uh, it's, it's a rush. It's, it's really fun. So I, it would be awesome to be able to go further, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. How, are, how, are, are you thinking WWE or no, no, Elite? I a, I, no, I, I don't wrestle anymore. Uh, I tore my shoulder up, so I had to take a medical DQ. Well, when you did wrestle, did, did Johnny Hendricks or uh, did, did he come by at all, or Brian? Uh, no, that was. Do you guys do any of you know anything about college wrestling? Uh, Andrew Howe. Yeah. He's a national champion. Yeah, he's the one who. So you're, you're kind of like, uh, well, we we actually have an expert here in the studio, Brian the Carpenter. Can we get a picture of Pete right now? <laughs> blue! <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> uh, we'd like to take this time to set up a wrestling match between you and our very own Blue, Glusick. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't mind wrestling in Jello with vodka, we're going to set this up. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to tell you how wrestling relates to bass fishing. Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> tell me. Tell me, because I want to hear it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, hey, kudos to you for wrestling at Oklahoma. That's That'd be an incredible uh, team to make. But, uh, yes. I t I, you know, the mental toughness side of, uh, and you know, the mental toughness side of wrestling, there's nothing more... You know, the, nothing requires more mental toughness, but fishing is, you know, is the same way. It's, uh, man, when you're out there, you're you're all alone. You're battling those elements. You're battling five and six foot waves, and you know, you're you're struggling. You know, especially in the early years of being pro, you got to, if you don't catch this bass, you're not going to be able to pay the mortgage. <laughs> you know, there's a tremendous amount of mental toughness yeah. that uh, that makes its way over into the other side of the sport. I don't. I don't know why this headgear was in my seat when I got here tonight, but <laughs> it looks good. It looks so, really good on you, guys. Sitting there, you don't know. Pete Pete Glusek has a, a wrestling headgear on right now. <laughs> you can't see him, but <laughs> yeah, he, he looks good. He looks hot. Looks sexy. We have one more. You, the civil engineer. Uh, to be a professional angler, ultimately, that's what I would love to do. Um, but just knowing how much money it takes to be able to do that kind of thing, um, I guess that's what keeps pushing me to, be, to continue with an engineering education and hopefully secure that financial backing to, to go in the future to do it. 
Well, you and the wrestler definitely have a career in khaki short modeling. <laughs> <laughs> khaki short modeling. <laughs> khaki short modeling. All right. Uh, here's uh, th- this is something I I, I want to kind of hear. Over the last couple years, uh, you know, you guys have been to tournaments. You guys have seen a lot of stuff through this bass fishing program. What's the single most strange, weird thing that has happened to you guys, either competing or traveling to a tournament? Is there one thing that stands out in your mind as being the most strange, effed up thing that's ever happened? For me, definitely. (laughs) Um, Went to a tournament in Okeechobee, Florida, and we stayed in a trailer park next to, apparently it was a meth lab, and they had a bus while we were staying there. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Hey, a bus is better than the meth lab blowing up. That's true. I I guess. That's for me. Was that did, that that had to be did did they get did you guys get in trouble or did they question you over the bus what was going on? No, they just like hey you guys might want to you know get out of here and you know obviously we had our boats and trucks and we were just staying in a tent so we just kind of stayed at the boat ramp the rest of the week with tents in the parking lot. They pretty much just told us to leave. That's cool How about it. Wow. It's crazy. All right, we've got one last thing for you guys. This is probably this is the highlight of of when we get guys on and, and sure. talk to them. This is a highlight of it for me. And we've got a special segment right here. Uh, it was put together by our very own Dave Brodzik, aka Wharf, aka Fathead. And this section is just a little kind of a game, a little trivia question. So what we're gonna segment. have, guys, we're gonna have a competition: the <laughs> Oklahoma State bass fishing team versus the old school. Bass fishing team, which will consist of Mike Iconelli and Pete Glusek. Pete, wow! Please, please put your headgear back on. No, here we go, Joe's. Wow, we're going to compete, Pete. So here All we right. go, guys. Right. The the game is going to be Italy versus Poland. And <laughs> as some of you may know, Pete Glusek is of Polish descent, and Mike obviously is of Italian descent, with a name like Iconelli. Yach and Ellie. Now, I will pose the question to each team. Each team will have a chance to answer, and we will see who wins at the end. Are you guys ready? So, are you supposed to yell out the answer? Or are you supposed to win? No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna direct the question to a team. Okay. And we're gonna start with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who had more popes? Italy or Poland? We're going Italy. Dave, give uh, ask the same question to both teams. Right. <laughs> Team Old School, who had more popes, Italy or Poland? Well, I guess I'm going to go with Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Italian answer. Uh, I'm going to defer to Pete. Pete's smarter than me. I'm going to defer to Pete. You guys are dumb. All right. That would be incorrect. The score would be 217 guineas to one Polak, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, you let me down. <laughs> Oklahoma won. Damn it. Y'all, the Vatican is in Rome. Oh, I know, but I don't <laughs> even know what he was talking about. All right. Damn it. Oklahoma. Dumb Polak. <laughs> Which country was best pals with Hitler? Italy or Poland? Italy. It was best pals. Italy. Best pals. 
Italy. All right, Oklahoma answers Italy. <laughs> Old school. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Well, I, I went on the last round. You want me to answer this one? Yeah. I'm going to say Poland. Oh, shit. Oh, Fuck, no, dude. No, Wrong. No. Dude, there was an excess of evil. There was what? there was the Nazis. There was the Ruskies. And there was the stinking Italians. Dude, ah. It was an excess of evil. Ah. No, no, no. It wasn't the Ruskies. It was Japan. The Russians no. in the beginning were with the Germans. Maybe yes, the they beginning. were. All right. All right come Damn, on. We lost All right. again. God, okay. Oklahoma up dude, two to nothing us. over oh, old school. God, they're killing us. All right, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> Which country... Which country used horses to fight? Oklahoma, are you listening? All right. Oklahoma, can you hear me? Which country used horses to fight tanks? Write it out. Write it out. We can't hear you. Where? All we have is Texas. Hey, this is difficult. Mike, this is good for us. Just go ahead with the question. Go ahead with the question. Let us answer. They can't answer. We win by default. You're right. Cool. Yeah, can you guys not hear us at all? You got nothing? You got nothing? Yeah, no, we can't hear you. We win! Oh, yeah! They ran from the fight. Come on, stop screaming in the microphone. Oh, sorry. How about now? You got us now? Oh, what the hell? Brian the Carpenter. Oh, shut up. You bought the stuff. Dang it. Turn All right, we're gonna well, let, let, let's let's take a let's take a little break here. Um, no, no, no. There's it's nothing wrong with it. Just need to refresh it. Didn't work. <laughs> oh, we were off to such a great start. Just give me one more chance with this. Yeah, we got it. So let, let's fill it in right now. Oklahoma All right. Do you State. have us now? Texas still sucks. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, what was that sign? Did I just hear tits? Uh-oh. What? <laughs> you still can't hear us? Wow. Nothing? Super delay. Good. All right. All right. Oklahoma, are you there? They're listening to the laptop. Okay, go ahead. Oklahoma is up two to nothing over old school. Oklahoma, which country in World War II used horses to fight tanks? Poland. Team old school. It's Poland. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Old school in Poland. You are, uh, old school in Oklahoma, you are correct. It was Poland. Wow. They were all farmers, and they fought the Panzer tanks uh, on horseback with pitchforks. They wow. No other choice. All right, Oklahoma. <laughs> Sta- statistically, who has bigger heads? <laughs> what kind of heads? National average. <laughs> Whose human skull like, is like, larger in diameter? Like, on I know the answer. I know the answer to this one. It's easy. I love how they're comparing their heads. <laughs> Let me see. So not the norm. Cranium size. What are we going with? Go ahead, Oklahoma. Italy. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, it's definitely Poland. Poland, Poland. Polish. Oh. Old school wins that one. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the average Polish head is 7.2 inches in diameter. <laughs> wow. The two of you are like an anomaly. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all. Because hearing it once was, wasn't bad enough. <laughs> all right. Oklahoma. Are there largemouth bass in Poland? Are there largemouth bass in Poland? <laughs> it's on repeat. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say... Yes. Old school. It's tied up. 3-3. Three, three. Oh, out of our bass in Poland. We brought it back. All right. Wow. Good one. Thank you. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Which country uses the euro as their national tender? Uses the euro as their national tender. What's Italy use then? Yeah. Three seconds. You know. You have to know. Old school. Old we're going. School. We're going to Italy. We got a tie for oh, four. Oh, this is getting good. Keep it coming, Yes, Dave. it is. Oh, All right. Oh, All right, guys. They use pesos or something. <laughs> Queso dip? What? Oklahoma. Who has a lower age of sexual consent? Italy for sure. Pete? <laughs> 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 Italy. We got a tie. 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> All right, guys. Oklahoma. Who has the lowest age of drinking? The lowest age of being able to legally consume an alcoholic oh, beverage. Which country? Do you have They're saying Poland. I'm going to say Italy. Kids were drinking. Old dinner. school up. Old school <laughs> is up. Old school up 6-5. <laughs> Last question. Last question. Last question. Last question. Last question. This All is right, key. guys. Well, we do have a tiebreaker in the event this isn't the last question. Drum roll, please, Brian. All right, guys. Me. Oklahoma. Who has the largest average penis oh. size? Oh! Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> Is Oklahoma answering Poland? What are we going with? Yeah, Poland. Yeah, yeah. We're go- Old school. We're, we're going with Kabasi. <laughs> You're going with Poland? Yeah. Fuck! No. No, it's not, dude. Italians. Italians, on average, are 15.74 centimeters to the Polish 14.29. Oh, no! <laughs> no. All right, so we got another. So, <laughs> oh. but you know what? It that. was the last <laughs> question. It both being if both of you got wrong, old school wins. Six to five. Whoa! <laughs> you had it. So we learned if we ever do Italy versus Poland again, yeah. don't let Poland answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
Amazing. Hey, thank you guys uh, for joining us tonight. Wish you all the best in the world. Thank you for uh, for competing. Thank you for being a part of this program. It is the future of the sport. I really believe that. Uh, Oklahoma University, everybody. Good luck, guys. O- wow. OSU. Man, that was that was cool. It's actually it? OU, Dave. Oklahoma State. No, I think this is OU. <laughs> that's why he didn't know who the hell was talking about with Johnny Hendricks, because that's where Johnny Hendricks went. <laughs> <laughs> we got our colleges mixed up. Oh uh, shit! Sorry, guys. We're an amazing show. We're an amazing <laughs> show. That that was that was neat to have those guys on. I tell you, there's a enthusiasm, enthusiasm with youth in general. Could you feel it coming through? Nah. I could do them guys every show. It was great, wasn't it? All, all the college. We're going we're to have another one on soon. And it's just, uh, we always say that Becky puts her foot in her mouth all the time. She continues to know. <laughs> she was asking the guy about his girlfriend, a stripper, this and that, and the guy wants to be a minister. Youth minister. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. Uh, one of five. You had a 20% chance of getting it wrong. And you did it. <laughs> I, I had like a two percent. You were one hundred. No, there's five guys. You got the one who was the minister. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Brian Carpenter, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Uh, are we okay? Uh, is that was it a Skype feed issue with just those folks, or are we? Are I, I we don't know. It, it seems to randomly happen. It, it happened in the uh, test Skype, and then it fixed itself. Gotcha. That's why I hung up and tried it a couple more times. And okay, I expect it to work. Again, okay. it's right, cool. just, you know, right. it's just how it goes sometimes. All right. All right. Well, know, that was good. You'll have these things. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, it, it was definitely, uh, it was refreshing to hear that those guys, even though they're broke as shit, and probably less than half of them aspire to be a professional angler for real. Yeah, like two of them. Right. Yeah. They're still very involved in this program. That's exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. That's That's a neat thing. Uh, you know, somewhere in their core, they love to fish, and that's why they're doing it. Well, what did he, uh, the Alabama group, Matt was saying, 80, 80 kids? That's crazy. You know, on that team? That's crazy. Yeah, that's a monster. That's an immense amount of kids that like to fish. Yeah. I get, they just do football and fishing in that damn state. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing else. They Nothing might. else. Brian Carpenter, what do we got? Uh... Let, let's catch up on some IMs. Rebecca, what, 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 do we, what do we have coming in on instant messaging? Do we have some other other questions? Do we have some other teams chiming in on some of these topics? Yeah, there's there's a handful. Hold on. I'm, I'm having slowness issues well, here as well. So. Speak, in Oklahoma, we are going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Person. Special... Uh, you know, note for anybody, uh, today is the last day for 25% off on uh, early registrations for both Oklahoma and Columbus, Ohio. So we're going to be, uh, you know, I just want to get that word out to everybody. It ends at midnight tonight. Got three hours still. Yeah. So. Uh, and how can they get there and register? Check it out at thebashuniversity.com. Click on uh, the site you want to go to and. That'll take care of you. And we've got a great lineup already. Even though it's still months and months and months away, we got great speakers already announced for these classes. That's right. Who are they? Well, I know for Oklahoma, <laughs> I could tell you I know we've got Greg Hackney yep. coming off of AOY year. Amazing year. Good year again this year. We've got Jason Christie, who is pretty much essentially the best angler in Oklahoma, or one of them. I mean, he's won everything. There is to win. Uh, 
We've got Pete Glusick. I know that guy. He's going to be there. And I'm going to be there. That's only four, though. We're right. missing two. We're missing what, what, two. What, 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 what am I going to do one? You're gonna you're gonna do the we've got one coming to uh 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 Pensalk and Mart. <laughs> and we've got you scheduled to speak nice. on uh nice. talking about Chinese stars. No, that's pretty good stuff. Numchucks. Hit me with the That's good. <laughs> and acid wash jeans. <laughs> and name belts. Uh, Did you ever have one of those name nah, belts? I never want- you never had the, the belt with the I wasn't the high enough in stature to have that. You know what I mean? The I name was belt. Like, I was a mid-level guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, t- tell me about some of the products, though, you, you secured from either Berlin Auction, uh, East. S- S- what we call SR1, right. or East. Pensalk and Mart, which we call SR2, or the shop called East <laughs> in the mall. Have you ever secured any yeah, amazing so products? Yeah, I, so I would think that I got... So some of the things that I received, I got my from the Pensalk and Mart. I got my gold Dave earring. Wow! Yeah, single earring. It said Dave. one ear. Yeah, pretty bad left ear. Left ear. My dad wanted to snap my neck. That's <laughs> <laughs> solid. <laughs> I would say I got. I also got like a, 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 a like a what's a, like a, I got a big D, a big fake gold D that I used to wear. Charm, a D bad. charm. Yeah, it was pretty for bad. a necklace. Yeah, that's I like not it. if I got. It was all from the Mart. From the SR1. Oh, Pensog and SR2. Okay. All right. It's interesting. Uh, Brandon Carpenter, what do we got? We're good. Okay. So we're going to continue. We're going to continue to track down some of these top college teams in the world. uh, And and for sure, joining us is one of the next. uh, What what do we got, Bri? Same. Same issue. Yep. All right. Well, we'll, we'll work this out. Hold on. We'll work this out. We'll string it out. So we'll string I, I've it out. got I've got some IM stuff for you. Okay. Um. So I've had some comments from people who their opinion is it is much easier for these guys in college to do well if they come from families of money because money is kind of mm. you know yeah. the yeah. the top thing and then fishing is second. Right. It's kind of a strong opinion. Right. That Money would be more important than your actual skill set, but they're referring to like the Lee brothers, people who have had that assistance. They're not out there struggling, pulling quarters out of the couch. Right. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you that the analogy on the pro level is probably the same, right? If you've got, if you're, if you've got money, or you've got a family support system that has a lot of money, it makes it easier. Uh, I, I don't see any difference between the college level and the pro level. Do you, Pete? You no, know, no, I think it's very similar. The money, money is is a great thing. It, it it can give you a lot longer time span to compete, right? Because yeah. you can continue to compete and compete if you've got the funding and you can develop your fishing skill set while you're constantly competing. Uh, you know, money versus talent. Honestly, the, the money can carry a lot further. Uh, in but the, there's problems with that too. When you're comfortable and you've got all this tremendous funding, a lot of times there's not that fire. There's not that pressure right. to succeed. Yep. And you 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 have a hard time developing yourself to that that peak level. Uh, you know, so you know it, it's a it's a tough one, but. Uh, you know, talent versus money, man. I, you know, it, 
money is going to allow you to compete a lot longer. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Because even the best, the most talented guys, here's the problem. You got talent and no money. You're going to go through a downturn in your career, yeah. where, wherever it's at. You're going to go through a period where you're slumping out. And you just can't catch them. You just can't yeah. make those checks. Yeah. Maybe go three, four, five tournaments in a row without any any money coming back in. It, it'll be a career killer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they like to reference the Lee brothers as trust fund babies. But that the one kid, I'm not sure which one it was, who was the rightful rookie of the year. Brent Ayler's not a goddamn rookie. I mean, we all know that. He's right. never been in contention for that. Right. Kid made rookie of the year. Yeah. Do, do you make that just by being someone that has financial resources? No, he's got the I talent. Mean, he's got skill. Kid's yeah, he's got, got skill, talent. man. He's got the yeah. talent. No, that's that's not luck. No, I mean, he's obviously got amazing talent to be there able to. There definitely is a financial component to it, but these guys still have to go out and win. Well, you got to right. figure for every one of him, there's probably 50 guys with a similar talent set, skill set that will never get that chance. You know, he doesn't have the fifty thousand dollar boat, doesn't have the fifty thousand dollar truck, and can't can't drive around the country yeah. chase, chasing it. But and I, it's the same I, with the pro level. Profession has yeah. that though. It's the same with the pro level. Profession has that, Pete. Oh well, I, you know, I, I would agree to a certain. For every extent. brain surgeon that makes it, there's probably one that's not. There's probably one that's designing computers or right because he, he he didn't have the money to go to school. Yeah, you know, you know, but you know, it's uh, well, it's certainly there in fishing, no doubt about it. It exists. Exists. Hey, why we're uh, why we're trying to figure out this technical difficulty? Let me remind everybody uh, that you can watch and listen to Ike live anytime you want, and there's a lot of ways to do that. Of course, you can get it on MikeIganelli.com live and post show, but we're also available on iTunes. We're available on Stitcher. We're available on YouTube, Periscope, and Carbon TV, and it's totally free. So if you're trying to kill time, you're on your way to work, you're at college studying for exams, and you want some background noise, look for us. Um, also, want to give a shout out to Liquid Mayhem. I, I say Mayhem. Some people say Ma'am, Ma'am, <laughs> like Ma'am, but I say Mayhem. How do you say it, Dave? Mayhem. Mayhem. How do you say it, Pete? Mayhem. Mayhem. Mayhem or Ma'am. Mayhem. But Mayhem. I, I, I got a working theory on this. Okay. When we're walking on something that's next to the street, in between the grass and the street, what are you walking on there? What what material is that made of? Begins with a C. A concrete? No, not another C. About that. Curb. No, one more C. Cement. <laughs> cement. What do you walk on? Cement. I walk on cement. That's why he has. That's why he does the liquid mayhem that way. Ah. Because we walk on cement. Cement. Yeah, yeah. Definitely cement. He walks on cement. 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 So he uses liquid mayhem, and we use mayhem. Exactly. Did you use the garlic scent when you were in Italy? I didn't use the garlic <laughs> scent. No. <laughs> you gotta get an olive oil scent, dude. <laughs> I used the crawfish. Regular <laughs> crawfish. Uh, shout out to liquid mayhem. It is really good stuff. I know you used it up in Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. I've been using it all year long. It's it's great stuff. Uh, if you want the fish to hold on to your bait longer, try that stuff. It's amazing. And five flavors. I talk about it every show, but five flavors. Leech crawl, garlic crawl, bait fish, and balloon knot. Brand new scent, balloon knot. I think you just added that one there. That's I don't know they actually have that. <laughs> uh, let me remind you, too, about the Ike Foundation. Um, Ike Foundation, you go to MikeIganelli.com slash Ike Foundation. If you've got some old rods and reels you want to donate to a youth foundation, 
please send them to us. We'd love to send them to kids' clubs all over the country. Uh, pretty awesome. Um, also, a reminder, too, on Carbon TV, besides Ike Live episodes, for the first time ever in the history of the world, you can now watch old City Limit shows on CarbonTV.com. Wow. Very, very exciting. Uh, Pete, let's get an update on your weight here real quick. Did you weigh in tonight when I you did. came in? Okay. Let me remind everybody, uh, for those of you that have been following the saga. Yeah, we can hear it now. Okay, good. Uh, okay. For those of you that have been following the saga. Saga? Is it Sega or Saga? Saga. It's a saga. Saga. Yeah. Uh, the saga <laughs> that is Pete's weight loss. <laughs> Uh, let me give you the quick update. Uh, going all the way back to January 1, in fact. Uh, wow, it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, 251, 255, 248, 246. Here comes the downslide. 242, 241, 5, 235, 233, 229. A little blossom to 240. Back down to 226. 5, 226 even, 235. And then at the pit of it, 223 last show. Pete, give us an update. How how are you coming in at now? Well, we 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 went up again. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Two, two twenty-five. I was talking with Dave about it, and you know, uh, I waited at two twenty-five today. Uh, it's it's just been a struggle. It's been a grind for me for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I've got to change. I got to. I, I'm getting down to two hundred pounds. It, it's taken me a lot longer than I want to. My new target goal is going to be Christmas. I'm going to get down to 200 pounds. By the holidays. Yeah. Before the eating that is the holidays. Pete, I, you know, what happened on the what happened on the one that went from 229 to 240 to 226? What happened there, dude? Well, what happened there was an error in typing by whoever put this sheet together. <laughs> it's either that or proof that you'll just read whatever I write on oh, there. Well. <laughs> I said the thing about right, balloon so that's, not, that's not even true then. <laughs> no, no. It was a slow gradual. That that That's an anomaly. Okay. That, hey, that low number there. Hey, by the way, I, I, think we're, I think we're beat on having uh, Northern Alabama on. Okay. Oh, we could always no. do a phone call. Straight up phone call. We could do a straight up phone call. Uh, we could try it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's try a phone call. Okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, hey. a, a college team to look out for is that Ramapo College. Yeah. Um, North North Jersey. Yeah. They, yeah. They've uh, they've fielded great teams for like the last five years. Yeah. They continue to win and place on the regional and national level. Uh, it's you know, it's a great it's a it's a great little fishing school that somehow you know PJ is a coach. Uh, PJ Barlato is a coach over there, and um, he just is able to assem- assemble some some high caliber teams. What I'm most interested in, and I, I didn't get a chance to ask these guys, maybe we'll get a chance to ask Alabama, is how are they preparing for these competitions? Are these guys like uh, I don't know? Are they running five miles at practice, or uh, you know, what is their practices like? Right. You know, what is a, a fishing team practice? That's a great question. Of? How are you know? How are they getting ready for these events? How are they being coached? Yeah. You know, what are the coaches doing to help help these guys achieve? Are there coaches? That's another question. Well, there are there. It's good. Well, there are coaches. There they, are. Uh, they, uh, well, it's my understanding that they have to have some type of uh, figurehead part of the. It's certainly that way in high school. I imagine that it, it's that way in college, but I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, before we get away from it, because I don't want to do that, we talked about Pete's weight, but we made the big announcement in the last show that 
as a spinoff of the success of this portion of the show. Sure. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're also now going to track your weight, Dave, and you, yep. you've got this kind of mission to, to drop some pounds. Um, so this is only one show old, yep. but let's go ahead and, and get a tally. Uh, we had an official weight last show from you at 270, 270. Did you weigh yourself today? Do we have a new weight for you? Yes, we do. Okay. Brian, I can still hear somebody talking, by the way. Today, 263 even. 263? Yeah. Wow. wow. Let, me get my, let me get my pen out here. 263. I was horrible in math, but according to my calculations, that's that's seven pounds. Yeah, man. Wow. It's nothing to celebrate. I'm no, that's t- pretty I'm, good. Well, I'm going to tell you. You know I was a gym rat back in the day. Yeah. I know how to do this. Yeah. I made GTL, a, gym tan laundry. I made a conscientious choice to be a fatty by <laughs> overindulgence. <laughs> all right? Now... The goal, like, the, the, for me, the challenge, like, the, out of the last 15 years, the three times I tried this, when I get down to around 240, I just get bored again. Right. Then all of a sudden, hoagies and cheesesteaks and, <laughs> halo, you know, poppers, all sounds great again. Now it's uh. disgusting. At 240, it becomes delicious again. So <laughs> right around that 240, 245 marks when it was when my challenge occurs. It's, gotcha. not, it's not hard when you're 270 to lose 10 15 pounds in, right. in six weeks. Doing now, it right. what, it's now, not hard. Now, remind me again, what is your goal weight? Because Pete has a goal weight. What I would is like your to be weight? between 220 and 225. 220 and 225. I'd like to weigh around 225 at night, 222 in the morning, 223 yeah. in the morning, something like that, you know? It's a good goal. Yeah. I think you could do good it. Good for you, man. That's, a, that's still, I mean, you're saying it's easy. It's not that easy. That's no, a good job. It's easy, that's a it's good easy job. when you're, you know, 6'2, six, 6'3, six, and you're 270. Mm-hmm. If you, I know how to do this. I'm not like a fat guy that's been fat my whole life that decided <laughs> to do this. I'd become, you know, fat in the second part of my life, you know? So it's not that hard. Uh, to get below that 240, that's when, it, that's when I have to start beating the bricks with running and stuff like that, you right. know? Sure. Well, we'll be doing it together. Yeah, man. We're going to we give us a shot. What do we got, Bri? We're going to go for it, see if it works out. Okay, we're gonna go for it and see if it works out. Just go swing. Okay, we're gonna swing for fences. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try again. Uh, we're gonna try here, and hopefully we've got some audio back. Uh, joining us via Skype is University of Northern Alabama. University of Northern Alabama, everybody. What's their mascot name? They got girls there too, man. I think it's just one. Just one. Well, the guy in the black shirt. Well, we, we were giving away we were giving away a prize for the first college team that had a female on the show. You guys win! You win the prize. Yeah. <laughs> what do they win? Liquid mayhem. Liquid mayhem. <laughs> T-shirts. And, and the new balloon knot scent. In fact. <laughs> Jesus. That's terrible. <laughs> Very terrible. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. I don't know how this is working. Bri probably patched it together with some duct tape. Uh, but we, we've actually, I want to start out. We had a really good question that Pete had uh, during the break here. Pete, r- run that question past these guys because it was a super question. Hey, guys, I, I just, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, the fishing teams and how they practice. Like, you know, we've all been on sports teams. We run, we work out. Uh, you know, how how are you guys practicing? Do you do uh, do you have set practice schedules? Do you do any of that type of stuff? Are you coached? Uh, how 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 do you guys do that? Yeah, um, we really don't have a practice schedule. Uh, we don't have a coach, honestly. 
Um, we pretty much go out, and we live right on the Tennessee River. So it's all on us. Uh, we've all got our own boats, and um, we just go out, and we practice uh, when we can, whether it's before class or after class. Wow, so no, so no coaches. Yeah, you definitely should have cut that short. That was fun. All right, yeah. we're going to have to bail on this. Yeah, we'd lose it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it was a great response, though. But say, It was a great yeah, response. So, so, they, so They don't so have a coach. They don't have a coach. So they do it all themselves. So they're out there pre-practicing, scouting, doing research. All that, all that's on their own. No coaches. Right. That's amazing. Hey, Mike, thank, thank them for coming on, but we got to bail. Yeah. Hey, th- thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, Brian's the worst producer, so we're having problems. Thank you very hey, much. That was, uh, a, that was a great response to the question. We were able to hear that response, but apparently we lost the feed. Yeah. Well, that that's that's amazing because that that is different than any other collegiate sport out there. Uh, you know, if you talk wrestling, tennis, golf, football, whatever. You've got professional coaches there coaching these guys, you, you know, pointing them in the right direction. And I and I submit this. You're going to find a team that mimics the types of practices that, that occur for all the other ball sports and stuff. Yeah. And applies it, finds a way to best apply it to fishing that is going to develop these kids – you know, I mean, can you? I, I'm just sitting there, you know, spitballing about some possible practice practices. You know, like, all right, we're going to flip and pitch today. Yeah. Right. Everybody goes out, and you know, we develop. You know, we work on the yeah. casting before you hit the water. Yeah. Make sure everybody's technique is in order. They work on that. They go out and try to trigger those types of strikes. Yeah. During that practice session, and maybe, maybe, you know. Measure by the amount of fish that you catch in in, in that round or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, work on um, uh, decision making and strategy. Yeah. You know, see, you know, studying seasonal patterns of fish and and doing doing things like that. I I, I think uh, if it's not already going on, and yeah. it probably is, you know, in some places. But uh, you know, I think there's going to be a coach out there and a team out there that rises above using Absolutely. some of those strategies. Yeah, mir- mirror the other sports and, and use what they're using as success as the same template, you know? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Hey, Brother Carpenter, real quick, did you – did you? Uh, it, so it's a Skype issue with sound. Did you try re- relaunching our Skype on our end? Yeah, four or five times. Okay, you just totally... – we could, we could take them uh, via phone call. That's a lot of people to do on a phone call. I don't know how we would do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I it would be a speaker, to... just like they put it on speaker. Brian, right, well, we're like... not going to do that right now. Right. No, well, Dave, <laughs> actually they did on, on another laptop, but that's why you had the Echo. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So we really can't. Yeah, um, gotcha. But we, we have some other things we can do. Gotcha. Okay, Beck, we have any IMs coming in from uh, from people who want to chime in on this whole college thing? Yeah, it looks like a majority of teams do not have coaches. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, there were some shout-outs for the Bass University so I guess, you know, one dude is paying for a subscription, and they're all sitting around watching. Wow. <laughs> That's how you do it. Pirateers. Yeah. Good job, yeah. guys. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to be pirated that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, Beck, they're using the snaking technique. Snaking. They're using they're the snaking, snaking technique. Like, I know what coach. I know what kind of a coach Pete, Pete would be like if he was a college head coach. He'd be more like a Lou Holtz type. Lou Holtz? Yeah, from former Notre Dame coach, Notre Dame coach for a long time, very successful, analytical, calm guy. I wonder I wonder who you'd be more like. Oh man, I'd be I'd be Bobby Knight. 
Bobby Knight. Knight. Bobby Knight. <laughs> Bobby Knight. I'd be punching him in the face. <laughs> what? You dumped a three-pounder next to the boat trying to flip him in? You asshole. Cool. Cool. You had a net. <laughs> Are you an idiot? <laughs> Cry. Cry. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of Bobby Knight, <laughs> we're... We're going to have a really, really great guest that's Ooh. best friends with Bobby Knight. Wow. Yeah, you want to let, – let, let's, uh, let's give the Ike Live viewers um, – we haven't officially announced, announced this yet, but let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and give them the teaser. Let's, let's let them know. Is this ne- – it's next show, right? It's no. We, it's in November. It's, it's in November. Uh, it's in November. It's, I, th- I want to say November 8th. Okay. But that's right think, around the corner. I, I think that's right. Yeah, go ahead and let, let, let it, fill everybody in on this a little bit. You know the. Uh, this is breaking know, news, by the way. Yeah, he's in he's in the fishing hall of fame. Yeah. He's um, a uh, former baseball player. Yes. You know, in the amateur level and uh, television host. Yes. And now, owner of the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. B A S S. B A S S. Jerry McKinnis. Wow. Jerry McKinnis will be guest on the show. Wow. Uh, really looking forward to having him and talking about uh, all things bass fishing and uh, and his brand new book out. Brand new book, yep. And uh, I have yet to read it, but I want to. Yep. I want to read that really bad. That's going to be that's going to be a great guest. Je- you know, Jerry's Jerry's been a hero of mine since I was li- little, lit- literally watching the fishing hole. Uh, and, and you know, Nally's kind of you know kind of a, a figurehead of the whole sport, really, the whole organization. So he's going to be a great guest. I can't wait to have him on the show. Well, his stories are just incredible. I mean, he's been around fishing, you know, on TV forever. He, he you know, pioneered things on cable television. Pioneered things on fishing shows. Yeah. Um, a lot of how we view the sport today, mm-hmm. from a from a standpoint, especially of tournament fishing. Right, is really because of what he what he's done. It's Absolutely. pretty amazing. It's pretty Absolutely. amazing. We're all looking forward hey, to reading. Yeah, this it's book. gonna be a great guest. You plan on having me in studio that day with the boss? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, because just looking at the schedule here. Well, we got a bad schedule. No. Oh. Just making sure I'm gonna be there that day. Definitely. Have me with your boss. Oh. <laughs> Gives me a chance to be quiet. <laughs> Dave, say this and this and this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be scripted that day. Script. And when you did the fishing hole, was your grandson a pain in the ass like he seemed like? I don't know. <laughs> Brian's finger's going to be right on the mute button yeah. the entire time. Mute me, eat me, eat me. Uh, man, it's, it's a, do you know the name of his book? Uh, it's it's bass fishing, brown dogs, and yeah, baseball. Ba- I Is think Rebecca it? knows it. Beck, what's what's the name of Jerry's book? Do you have the correct title? Of that I do not have the correct title, but it does have to do with his his um, baseball career and something about dogs. Yeah, yeah. Nor- Remember Norman? Yeah, Norman was a little hot dog dog. Yeah, it was. What yeah. Is bass fishing, brown eyes, and baseball. Brown, <laughs> brown dogs. Brown, brown dogs. <laughs> oh, somebody said it's sad though that McKinnis will be on and no one will have the balls to ask him about the numbers and the tournament payouts. No, no, we have Dave here. <laughs> we have Dave. We have Dave for the hard. Yeah, but they, I got to believe in the question though. I don't just go throwing out random questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't well, even know what that what that's saying. What, well, what are they ripping on? You know, we'll we'll let. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you know, I like IMs, your questions. Let the questions come in from the IMs. I mean, we're not we we pass that stuff along. We yep. do, we do, we don't filter anything. We have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? 
Hey, this is Ryan. How's it going? Hi there. How you doing I tonight? I for uh, Fairmont State University, and uh, I was just kind of calling to chime in about our experience on the Bay and, you know, talk a little bit about that. I'd like to hear about it. Well, you know, you guys have been talking about how a lot of college teams practice, and, well, uh, a few weeks before the tournament, I think there's like an, it's like an 18-day cutoff, and uh, a lot of teams can get guides. I know we went out with Pete, and, uh, you know, we had a great time, and, then, uh, you know, like when we were out on the bay, you know, we had a bunch of teams with us and we all kind of went to different areas and kind of, you know, pieced it together. And I mean, it was, it was crazy. Everything kind of fell apart tournament day because all the rain the week before. So. Yep. So you, so you did scouting, you fished with Pete and, and, and did, I mean, did the whole team scout? Every member of the team that was fishing that event scout, or did you have a select group that that went out to do all your scouting for you? Well, we actually roomed with another college, and uh, so we didn't do too too much information sharing. But you know, we kind of kind of figured out where everybody was going. And um, but like at other events, because this was a, this was for the regional. But like at other events where we have more of our own team there, you know, we'll send a couple of guys. You know, hey, go check out this creek. You know, hey, fish wood today, or you know, see if you can find them deeper today, and you know, we'll we'll piece together a game plan, and we'll use our numbers to our advantage, and I think that's the way a lot of teams do it. Gotcha. gotcha. Is this Ryan? Yeah, this is Ryan. Hey, hey Ryan. <laughs> great job! Great job, by the way. These guys made it to the to the nationals. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They did a really good job, and and they they uh, they did come down and fish with me. They prepared, and. Um, you know they they had a tough deal because they had that rain, had to adjust the conditions, changed yeah. from practice to the tournament. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and they uh, they did a you know a wonderful job of doing that and uh, and making it to the next level. But mm. uh, yeah, that's that's really great the way you guys work together as a team. I, I you know I, yeah. it's I, I'm curious as to how the other guys are doing it, but you guys certainly are having success doing it. Yeah, and uh, you know like I like you were saying with that rain Thursday and Friday it. Like the shad that were in our spots were they were gone. <laughs> they they were completely gone and you know, we checked our spot Saturday and it we got one fish off of one of our good spots but then that was that was about it for that. <laughs> and uh we had Jeez. we just had to, you know, go find them and you know, the whole thing of uh you know, don't leave fish to find fish. We weren't on great numbers. We had three fish for seven pounds fifteen ounces the first day and I was pretty much you know mentally preparing to pack my bags and then we weighed in at sixth place so if that gives you any idea what the bay was like it was mm. it was incredibly tough it was tough it was uh and i remember looking at the results very few limits caught and um you know you guys did good as a team it was you and landon landon paul uh yeah was is your partner and uh you know you guys uh you guys mixed it up pretty good, you know. Where uh, I think you probably you caught a, a few of the quality fish on the second day, and, and Landon caught them on the on the first day. That's a little different because the, the I, I guess the the they're they're using a team format. Team format, yeah. To qualify yeah. to qualify guys versus an individual competition. That's something we haven't really talked about yet. Yeah, and it it can really work out to our advantage a lot of times because like whenever they. Uh, or, you know, whenever your guy up front's throwing, you know, Landon was throwing a, a crankbait shallow, and I was following up, you know, I couldn't really keep up with him pitching, but I was, you know, I was pitching a jig behind him just trying to cover, 
you know, if he's running a crank bait near a lay down or something, I'll throw into it real quick. And and that actually is how it paid off day two, believe it or not. You know, he was throwing a crank bait and I was throwing a jig and well, <laughs> it worked out. I mean, we you know, with the team format, you know, you get to mix it up and you know what? you can have two different baits in the water all the time. Yeah, well you guys did great. Ryan is are all of the college competitions team tournaments? Um, as far as I can tell, yeah. Um, now with nationals, like for FLW, um, the winning team immediately following nationals, like that week, they have like a fish off, and whoever wins from that winning, you know, from the two man team that won, the winner fishes as the pro in the Forestwood Cup, and the co angler fishes as, or the person who gets in second for that, you know, fishes as a co angler. Um, I think. The college Bassmaster stuff does something similar, um, but that's actually a recent thing because, like you were saying earlier, where you know you used to drive college kids around, they um, you know they don't do that anymore because back in the day when you know we rode with the pros, you know you would sign up at the tournament as a boater or a co angler, and they just you know it's something they don't do until the very end now. Wow. How about that? Well, that that was good insight. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hey, congratulations on making it. Good job. Thanks, man. Yeah, we we hadn't talked about that. That's interesting that yeah. it's a team format. So there's actually strategy there on picking a partner and on using baits during the day. I mean, we do, I do that all the time in buddy tournaments. You know, I I try to strategize with what the guy in the front's throwing. You know, so yes. that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so it's weird because uh, the whole time we're talking about this college fishing program, I wasn't accounting for that. You right. Know? I was thinking it was an individual competition. Like, right. The, so... So now these guys that are making it and winning as a team yeah. are now having to enter the individual competitions once they get out of college. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a whole different it's animal. a whole different animal. Completely It's a whole different, different animal. Yeah. Especially if you're not the one finding the fish, you know? Right. If you're the one catching them but not finding them. Because finding them and catching them are two completely different things. No completely doubt. different. Completely different. Uh, Brian Carpenter, you want to just keep because uh, we we've, we've got probably uh, 20 minutes left of the show here. Do you want to just you want to throw the number up there? And we'll just keep plugging away with having some people call in, or what? How do you want to how do you want to handle? Yeah, I mean the kids definitely want to call in. We've had a lot of messages. A lot of kids want to call in. Phones ringing now, um, so we can do that. We were going to get to the bass fan thing maybe later, maybe not. Okay. Uh, what about Valvosa State? Uh, I just tried to call Landon and he didn't answer. So, okay, he's getting busy. Uh, yeah, so let, let's do that. Um, we're gonna have a one eight eight. That's eight five five four nine eight zero six nine one toll free number. Uh, we want to hear from you if you're uh, if you're on a college team out there and uh, you've got something you want to talk about, want to chat about. If you want to chime in on any of the topics we've already talked about, call in. And let us know. I, I, I'm sure there's still topics about college bass fishing. That we have not talked about yet. That we have not talked about. Uh, we did see uh, we had uh, Alabama, uh, Northern Alabama, on just for a little bit, and we did see a female there. I, I, I want to let you know that there are female college anglers out there. Um, I, you know, I've, I'm hooked up on social media, and I I see a lot of the teams, and there are a handful of ladies out there fishing on these teams too. That's pretty cool. I think it's great. I mean, it's a it's a co-ed thing. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not the men's and the women's league. Right. You know, the women can get right in there and compete with the men. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think that's pretty cool. There, there was a note from a Penn Stater who I think said that they had a woman on their team who won them a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> That whole Penn State team was at the Delaware River event last They're year. They're hardcore. The Penn yeah. State guys are I was really to those hardcore. Guys for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good team. That's a good strong team. How's their Skype feed? I don't know. Let's let's that, see. I think it's our Skype yeah. feed. It could be. Landon it's, Tucker's on the line, buddy. Cool. Right. Landon, how you doing tonight? What's up, guys? How are you? I'm good. I just got off work. Just got off work. Okay. Where are you working? Yes, sir. Uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so yep. let me let me ask you this. So you, you you've got a little bit different background in that, you know, you've got a family. You, you were you were grown up into a family of hardcore anglers. Um, so you, so you've got a little bit different background. But we've already talked to a lot of college anglers that said they're fishing in the college tour. But they don't aspire to be a pro angler. What? Yeah. What? What? What's your take on this? Is this is this something you're engaged in because you want to become a pro, or is this something you're engaged in just because you love the fish, you want the camaraderie of, of fishing with guys in college, or do you want to make the jump to pro? Man, it's really a lot of it's a lot of both actually. Uh, you know, with my dad being in elite series and everything, all that good stuff. I mean, I know, I know what it takes. I know, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, for personal experience, I guess what what it takes to be out there and do that. Do do, do what you guys do. You know, I, I was at the uh, the Bass Fest deal at the, the college wild card, and I got to you know spend time with a lot of guys, and I got to see how how. They practice, I guess, as opposed to how we did, how how we do things. And I mean, there was there was one day, I think it was uh, the second day of practice, where my dad came in and he didn't say a word to anybody. He just passed out, dude. I mean, he was out cold. Uh, and that's, I know that's that's the kind of stuff it takes to win at that level. And you know, a lot of the guys, you know, they don't they don't know that yet. They don't they don't know. They don't. Know, they don't really know what it takes, I guess. But I mean, you know, some of the guys that we fish against, you know, I mean, to me, I think the college series is like a mini elite series to me. I, that's how I look at it. It's, it's not. We are still competitive as you guys are. Just we, we. I guess we don't really have time to put in as much time as you guys do during tournaments. Like we don't get, you know, three days of practice. We get maybe one or two. Right. Right, yeah, you definitely more time constraints out there. But uh, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, I I look at I, I'm I'm home and there's no tournament going on, and I'll hop on the computer and I'll watch the the standings. I'll watch the events that you guys are fishing. I like to see that. I like to follow the college guys, and the weights that I see are phenomenal. That always catches me off guard because I'll you know I'll see that you guys are at. Kentucky Lake, or you guys are at Gunnersville, and I'm like, ah, they're just they're just a bunch of college kids, right? And I flip on there, and I'm like, holy shit, these guys caught 28 pounds. They're on Kentucky Lake. They yeah. caught five for 24. I'm like, dude, I didn't catch crap when I was at Kentucky Lake, and here are these college kids smoking them. It, it, is that what do you what do you attribute that success to, Landon? Do you attribute it to 
the the team format? Do you contribute it to the information wave that's out there now through the internet and seminars and stuff like that? Or how how are you guys smashing them like this all over the country? Well, uh, with that, I would say, I mean, you know, I think I think it has a lot to do with the team effect. Like, um, you know, say you can have someone up front throw, if you're fishing ledges or something like that, you can have someone up front throwing a plug, you can have someone, you know, standing on the front deck or back behind on the back deck throwing, like, say, a Carolina rig or a jig or something like that. Something along those lines. Or, you know, say if you're flipping, you could have someone up front flipping and you... You don't want to have two people in the front deck flipping a one-out split. I can tell you that from personal experience. The um, you can have someone in the back, you know, throwing a swim jig or something behind that. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it is. It is nice, and it's in a team format for sure. I think you uh-huh. can you can figure them out a little bit better. Uh, Dave, Dave Rodzik, uh, what what do we got? You got something? Uh, you got some questions to throw to Landon? What do um, you got? Right now. Right now. I don't know. Hey, okay. hey, Landon. So we have we have a series on this show called Rapid Fire, and it's where. Oh I, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I'm a huge. Okay, let me tell you how big of a fan of a show I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know what this is going for. <laughs> okay, if I ever miss a show, the next morning I'll like, wake up and watch it. If I miss it, I'll you know get on uh, Carbon TV or iTunes or whatever outlets you have this thing on. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so, Landon, we haven't rolled out Rapid Fire for like two or three shows. We haven't. We haven't. We've been quiet with Rapid Fire. And we're bringing it really? back out for you, my friend. And these are all questions uh, submitted by people on our IM board. These uh, are real questions. These are real questions okay. by IMers, viewers of Ike Live. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let, let's Landon, just stick with real questions. What, what, what college bass fishing team are you on? About off the state. Have you ever given a teammate a liquid mayhem Sanchez? Uh, I have not. Perhaps you can start a new trend then. Uh, I've probably got a couple guys who could do that. All right. So while you're at college, what's a worst-case scenario? Losing a potential lunker in a derby? Or realizing you got the buzz-cut feminist as your cultural diversity professor? Oh man, um, I'd have to go with the uh, the ten pounder because I don't don't think I'm gonna be taking that class anytime soon. <laughs> All right, Landon, this is again from I am. Is it tougher to catch post front bass or keeps keep your friends from staring at your stepmom? <laughs> For people that don't know, Landon has a very attractive stepmom. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty hard to do. Um, All right, Landon. Don't so ask me about her. Um, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say the post-frontal. In the interest of gender equality on campus, are you aware that you'll need a third, third live well for bass that identify as gender neutral? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You'd use your cooler, too, as a substitute oh, okay. for that. 
All right, this question is from Flash from Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) What is more heartbreaking, watching your boat get towed back to shore upside down or when fall comes and your mom has to put her bikinis away? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the first part of Oh, God, I don't want to relive that. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Landon had a boat towed back, and somehow the... Yeah, Landon, why don't you explain the story? Go ahead. Yeah, we, I, I do want to hear this story. This has got to be a good story. Okay, all right, here's the story. Um, all right, so I think it was back in March or something like that. I was on I was on Lake Seminole. That's our home lake. Fish there a lot. Blah, 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 blah. Um... Uh, I th- I'm, I'm in Spring Creek. I think I, I think I'm in the channel. Uh, in Spring Creek, there's poles that go to, go towards the main lake, and I thought I was in the channel, so I went to get up on plane, and I guess I hit a stump or something. And when I did, I might have put a little bit of a hole in my boat, and it knocked my transducer off. So you know what I did, and I had to go be at a uh, Lake Harville the next week for a FLW college tournament, and. So I just went, went to my boat guy, got a uh, got another transition mount, put it back on there. I didn't know there was a hole in my boat at the time. I got to, uh, I got, I get in the hard oil, and I, I, I noticed there's, my bilge pump's running a little bit. So I'm like, oh, okay. My, my uh, you know, something might be wrong, but, you know, my bilge pump seems to be keeping up with it. It's okay. I'll go straight from hard oil to Barkley, and Barkley's fine there. I get back to, back home from those two events. And, uh, and, well, I, I got, I have a club turn, I think, the next week or two after that. So that's on Seminole. So I go back to Seminole for that club tournament, and, uh, I go out, you know, catch one real quick in the morning. And I'm like, okay, cool. This, might, this day might be pretty good. Well, uh, about halfway through the day, I'm running some, somewhere, and, I, I see water coming up through the floorboard. I'm like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> so I go back to the ramp, put my boat on the trailer, let the water drain out, and then I put my boat back in to go try and catch some more fish. Yeah. At, at, at this point, I had one, I think, so I was like, okay, i got to catch the fish. Hardcore. I'll be fine hardcore. for a couple more hours. That's hardcore. <laughs> Go out and I catch one in like the first five minutes I get back out there. So I'm like, okay, awesome. Uh, my boat's doing okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me run to a spot real quick. Everyone, uh, are you, are, can you think back to last year and remember anything about Seminole Pike? Oh, yeah. Okay. I ran to the hooch from uh, Frank Creek. Yeah. <laughs> which is about a 20 minute run. So I go all the way out there because I had a lot of missed a lot of frogs that morning out there. So I was like, okay, I'll go out there and catch one. And well, on my way there, the water comes up through the floor again. So I'm like, uh-oh, shit, that's not good. So I get there, put my boat down, fish for like two seconds, and look back, and I see more water coming in. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. So I start panicking a little bit, go back there, mess with my build stuff or something, and it's barely going. Uh, off and on, it took about 30 or so minutes for it to go from underwater to flipped over. 
underwater. Whoa. And the reason it went, it flipped over while it was underwater, it shouldn't have. But the guy who was, there was someone fishing close to me. Keep in mind, this was about 2.30 in the afternoon. So there were boats. I mean, it was the only boat around. And it happened to be the point leader in the little local, uh, local trail that was going on. And they had three fish limit in those, and they had three fish. So they chose to stick around and pull my boat somewhat close to shore as far as we could get it because it got stuck on a sandbar. So some of my other buddies who came up, they decided it would be a smart idea to uh, trim the motor up. And when they trimmed the motor up, the boat went over. So uh. we had to uh, leave it there overnight, and then we came back the next morning, and my grandpa brought his uh, big rope out there, and we pulled it in. Wow. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a story. And, and now my boat's uh, it's still putt-putting around a little bit. It only cost me $1,000, I think. So you still wow. have the same boat? Yeah, I still have the boat. Uh, and now every time, I thought we thought everything was fixed in it. I got it to my to my boat guy the next morning um, <laughs> to make sure, you know, everything didn't rust or no shit like that. So we had it all fixed and everything. And now, uh, now my fuse will blow every time I start running. So I got to carry a whole pack of fuses with me. Gotcha. All right, Landon, next question. Okay. What is the most app? What so? What is the most used app on your college bass fishing team? Fishidity? <laughs> Fishidity? <laughs> <laughs> That's the show, folks. Uh, yeah. Fishidity or Tinder? I'd say Tinder. Because our very own Matt Pankrack is known as the Tinder Pounder. But here we go. Are you aware that if the social social justice warriors have their way, you'll be required to release any? Bass that shakes its head is a sign of no. <laughs> what? Next question. Yeah. That wasn't a question. That was That's more of a, more, a no means no. I don't Whatever. All right. <laughs> no means no. Landon. <laughs> what is more effective on betting females? Liquid mayhem or jello shots? Uh, yellow, yellow shots for sure, boy. Right. Shot, 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 shot. All right, Landon. What scares off a betting female quicker? Prop washing her bed or Ish Monroe offering her a ride home? <laughs> Depend, would there be any uh, brutality going on with the second one? Brutality. <laughs> I hope not. No, no brutality. All right, second to the last question. <laughs> second to the last. Landon, is it true that Valvosa State only agreed to have a bass fishing team so long as your stepmom showed up at every weigh-in? <laughs> Oh no! That That's not true. False. Not true. That's not true. Last question, Landon. Drum roll, Brian. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drum roll be nothing exactly like the show is, right? Yeah. All right, Landon. Bigger mistake: having a girlfriend during your college years, or paying for a subscription to Pro Web Live. <laughs> 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 Uh, 
the first one, because I don't know what second one I is. got you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> These questions are unbelievable. These uh, uh, embers, man, they're out of control. They're out of control. Uh, Landon, thank thank you for taking the time for this idiotic show. Uh, before we let you go, though, let everybody know how can they follow you and how can they follow your cl- your, uh, your team and your escapades as you fish the fish the trail. We got many escapades, but um, for me, you can uh, I guess add me on Facebook if you want. I'm not one of those guys with those uh, Facebook uh, fishing pages. I just think that is the most idiotic thing ever. <laughs> Unless you're professional, because I know how much work you guys put into it, and y'all need to be y'all need that taken away from you. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on on uh, you know Facebook, Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Landon Tucker One. Uh, Twitter Landon Tucker One Two Three, something like that. As far as my uh, team goes, our we can, you like our Facebook page. Right on by. Okay. Um, you can like our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/dsufishing. Uh, Instagram is at BSU Fishing, Twitter BSU Fishing, everything BSU Fishing. Gotcha. Awesome. Beautiful. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you, Landon. Appreciate it, Thank man. You, All right, dude. Good questions, Dave, by the way. I am, man. You got to thank them guys. Wow. Oh, it's, the I, it's all the IM oh, guys. I am. Yeah. What was the name of the IM guy that uh, submitted the last question? Flash. That, uh, no, that was, uh, that was Warts from Belmar. Warts from Belmar. Yeah. Wow. That was a that was a great question. I liked Flash from Baltimore. Flash from Baltimore. <laughs> Flash is, might be watching tonight, by the way. Yeah. First one ever. He might be. First one ever. <laughs> Flash is drunk right now, for sure. We know that. Uh, let me... Uh, uh, real quick announcement, real quick. Uh, I mentioned this before, but October is... Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. We talked about that before. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to a good friend of the show, a uh, Canadian listener, super good guy, uh, Dave Cook, a.k.a. at Limey Bastard on Twitter. Uh, we, we mentioned before he's battling mel- melanoma. Um, third surgery. Remove some infected meat on his body. Uh, get well, please. Get well. We, we want to see you better. Uh, but, you know, it brings up, you know, we got to protect ourselves in the sun. We talked about that. Extremely important. Wear your buff. Wear your gloves. Wear your UV-protected clothing. I see Dave's got the Under Armour sweatshirt on tonight. All UV protection. Wear that stuff, man. And wear the sunblock. Really key. Uh, Dr. Dan's sunblock, super key. Super key. What did you say? Professor Dance? Yeah. That one show? Yeah, Is that you? Scott, dude. Put your Professor Dance sunblock on. Dr. Yeah. Dance sunblock. Super yeah, I'm important. I'm sure he's a professor, too, though. He's a professor. You teach one college class, you're a professor. you got to be a professor. If you're a doctor, you're a professor, you know? Uh, Brian, what do we want to do here? We want to... Hey, we... quick, quick shout out. Yeah, um, what do you got? To, to Mark Davis, because I know he's... Mm. Um... Mark Davis did, too. Yeah, he had a little, he had a little, uh, little lip, lip. Lip, uh, he had uh, lip cancer. Yeah, removed. is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he already have the surgery? Cancer. I do believe he did have the surgery. He did, and and I think from Tilly's post, things seem to be going well as of so far. So good. 
Good. Shout out to Mark Davis. We were thinking about you, man. That's uh, spent all that time in the sun. It's you know, it's shitty that it happens. Yeah. Um, I I want to mention too, Pete. You mentioned Jerry McKinnis, and we we threw that out there November eighth. I want to also tell you this is, man. I'm looking at our show schedule here, uh, for the Ike Live viewers that follow us religiously. Listen to this, will you? This is amazing. October twenty fifth is our Halloween. Spooktacular special, and I'm not going to give away. We're all going to be a costume. I'm not going to give away <laughs> what we're going to be this year, but I want to let you know that our special guest on that show is Mark Zona. Z Train. Z Train. Wow, great That's guest. A huge guest. November 8th, Jerry McKinnis. We already talked about that. Listen to this one. November 15th, UFC famous lightweight fighter. Famous. An avid outdoorsman, Hunter and Fisher. Uh, Jim Miller is going to be in studio. In studio. Yeah, that's wow, be awesome, dude! I, can't I mean, not wait. not phone call, not Skype no, that doesn't here. work because Brian can't get it to work, but in the studio. And we're going to have him here all day. We're going to be fishing. It's amazing. We're be hanging out, man. It's going to be pretty. You're cool, going to get dude. beat up. I'm going to get beat up. Yep. We're going to catch bass. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Um, November 22nd is our Thanksgiving special, and a great tie-in here on that one is. We have an ex-Army Ranger in, hardcore military guy, uh, and a fish head. Captain Jack Ontario is coming in and Beyond being us. a Ranger, he was Special Forces. He special was, Forces. He was, he was hardcore. He was the he was the elite. The best of the best. He was the elite of what there is. Yeah, so. best of the best. Yeah, he was uh, the highest level. Yeah, and he's going to be in here. and We're, we're going to have some really cool, cool, cool stories with Jack, and he's going to be talking about a, a book project he's working on, which is really cool. And then uh, I'm going to tell you about one more show, and then we're going to leave the rest a surprise. December 6th, the Urban Fishing Special with the cast crew from Chicago in studio. Wow. Coming all the way from Chicago to hang out with us. That's, That's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, little teaser on that one, too. I know you're going to like this. I'm going to have my turntable set up right here on this table. <laughs> what? Techniques 1200 set up right here on this table. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. I've been in live music. <laughs> Hiding all the fine china. <laughs> oh, Jesus, David. <laughs> Sorry, Cass Crew. You, you get back to me when you're here. I'm <laughs> I thought, you know, for a second, I thought you were talking about the... the, uh, the the wrestler, China. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. China's going to be on no. here, too. Yeah. Now we're going to hide her. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, we've got uh, You want to take a little bit of break? A little yeah, bit of got, a break? we got to shut this one down. Okay. And, uh, we come back because we do have some content. I know a lot of kids. Yeah, phone's ringing right now. Phone's a lot ringing. of kids want to call in, a lot of college guys. Okay. So. Let's do that. Okay. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Ike Live. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break, about a five-minute break. We're going to play some amazing music, if Brian cues something up. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to only going to go about 20 minutes. We're going to go Ike after hours. We want to hear from you. We're going to continue our talks about college bass fishing. And we also want to critique the bass fan survey results that came out. Pretty interesting stuff. Ridiculous. 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 Pretty pretty interesting stuff. Joe Balog had a really interesting spin on that too. So we're gonna we're gonna critique that. So hang in there with us when we come back. Ike after hours for about twenty minutes. Thanks for watching Ike Live. We'll be back. Hang in there. Come on. Let's go.